you, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, better lock your door. Five, six, grab your crucifix. Seven, eight, gonna stay up late. Nine, ten, never sleep again. Horror Movie Podcast, episode number 63, A Nightmare on Elm Street Franchise, Part 2. That sounds weird. <laughs> uh, it is, right? I mean... <laughs> yeah. It's almost, it's almost right. as uh, long as this franchise. It's a boy! <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That was Brandon. Uh, the guy before him was Christian. I'm Dave Z. Hello, everybody. How are we doing? I'm doing great, guys. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. I'm pretty solid, man. I'm going back to work tomorrow after two weeks off, and um, I'm not quite sure how I feel about that. Like, the last couple days I was thinking, man, I can't wait to get back to work, which is weird to say at any time. But now that it's the eve of, I'm like, oh, I don't want to go back. But oh, That's normal, man. That's normal. And yeah. you'll hate yourself tomorrow morning. <laughs> I know. Just like we hate you tonight. <laughs> hey! <laughs> oh! I will say that uh, this next film... Pretty much just like Brandon, should have been aborted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tough room, tough room. <laughs> I will say this, Dave, and you use this phrase a lot, a lot the jump the shark moment, part five. That's what I say. I That's know you the said, re- that, yeah, he said part four with the actual shark. Could, it's part, part five. five. Part five, you try to write down the one-liners, you can't keep up. They are, I agree, I agree. In part four, it's getting there, but it's still coherent and it's entertaining. In part five, it loses all control of itself. Arguable, but in part four, it's still funny, as we just said. I mean, yeah, there, yeah. There, how's this for a wet dream? This, there is not one Freddy line that is funny. Not one. Wow. He's right. Well, let's get He's into right. it. Let's get into it. Then we can shit all over it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's do it. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready if you're ready. It's a boy! All right, A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child from 1989, directed by Stephen Hopkins. The pregnant Alice finds Freddy Krueger striking through the sleeping mind of her unborn child, hoping to be reborn into the real world. I thought this was written by Stephen Hawkins at first. Hawkins. (laughs) Yeah, Stephen (laughs) Hawkins. Freddy, I am Freddy yeah. Krueger. Yeah. I am going to kill you in your dreams. <laughs> they should have used him in the remake. Huh? <laughs> it would have been scarier. Well, that was that was not a, a baby carriage. That was actually his wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! It's Here a chair go. for you. 
<laughs> Back in the saddle again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Um, yeah. Oh, okay, I'll tell you what. Here's a positive. Alice looks better in this movie. Yeah, but I mean, that was her arc in the fourth one was that she was supposed to look like plain Jane and then she turns into uh, sweltering hot at the end. And and she carries that over uh, in this film. And I know I have positives here. As much as we led into this, I do have some positives here. We should. We should always try to. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, again, I'm trying to be this movie has not aged well. And I know we're talking about the whole thing, but. The plot itself with the whole baby thing, the baby dreams, there, there's some a bit of interesting elements to that. But it, it makes no sense. Hold on a second. But believe me, and I'm not going to defend it, but I'm going to have to go back to four. How come you're okay with what happened in four with the pulling into out of nowhere, but how is this radically Be, different? Because here? it was Alice's power given to her by Kristen, and every time she fell asleep in four, she pulled one of her friends into it because she didn't know how to use the power. In this one... Freddie's going into the baby's dreams, yet the dreams are reflective of Alice's life. How is the baby dreaming about Greta at a dinner party? Like, what the fuck? Like, it makes no sense whatsoever. Shouldn't all the baby dreams just be like, I don't know, just blank? There's no should have, because because if Freddie's invading the baby's dreams, they could be anything Freddie wants them to be, just like anybody else. I don't know. It still seems a little off. It always seems to be reflective of the person who's dreaming's dream, and he just sort of inhabits it, rather than him creating the landscape of it. It almost as if he's... It it almost would have been better if he just said, I'm using your child to get to your dreams, and then was using Alice's dreams. But clearly, Alice is not the one dreaming because she's awake half the time and falling asleep, except for our opening scene where she... You know, which, I mean, she falls asleep in bed, but they make you think at the beginning that she falls asleep taking a shower. There's some good stuff, like I said, but the, the good ideas quickly become mouth-droppingly bad. Like, they really, they really do. And that whole pro-life, pro-choice thing. I, I don't even think there was a pro-choice element to that part. This movie plays out like a total pro-life. It's like beating over your head, this message. And that's, another, th- that's another thing. I'm, I'm sorry, Dave. I'll just, no, make okay. it real, I'll just make it real quick. Here we have... Invading the unborn baby's dreams. Yet we have to see the baby as a seven-year-old. Obviously for reasons so that he can communicate and ultimately fight Freddy at the end. But shouldn't it just be a baby? And if you saw your baby and it looked like Jacob, wouldn't you have it? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> okay. I'm pro-choice. there you go i think i'll say this i'm going to give it a little credit for trying to bring in some more adult topics into the film like what what we were saying about about the model and and, you know the way a model would have to have a career and what the parent how her mother was forcing her to do certain things that stuff we didn't really see in the other so they were trying to almost take like a 90210 approach in hey, a matter of speaking. Greta works. Greta's, Greta's one of the things that works in this film. I actually like the whole Greta's character, and I Me love too. the and I love the Greta kill, even though it's you know it's cut down. Right. It's a little silly when they actually show her choking and she's doing that thing, and, and on the table people look at her how ridiculous that looks. Yeah, like, I wish I wish, bad, I wish but... the acting of the choking or maybe just her face smashing into the glass would have been better. You know, she didn't need to be standing there doing that that motion. But at least they didn't bring it out into the real world where she's all cut up and stuff, which I'm surprised they didn't go there. 
could. I, I actually wrote my list of good. Like I actually just wrote them all out, and I'll go through it. I'll, I'll go through it all, and I don't know if you guys did the same thing or not, but we could. Play no, this is fun though. I mean, I Do already it. we already talked about some of it. Like I did like the idea of the idea of the baby dreams. I actually I didn't mind it, but like Brandon already retorted to that. I love the fact that they brought. He had to Alice. come back. Well, I know they. How had are you going to bring them back? I know they were, they had to do something. I know I understand right. that. I um, applaud them for the effort like of trying movie. something new, Stupid, but it but just never to. seems to work. They try yeah. something new, which is creative. It's great, awesome, but it just never lands. It's almost like you're like, can't we just have more of the same? I know it's almost blasphemy to say it, but here we are trying stuff new each and every time, more or less. And and you're like, fail, fail, <laughs> but yeah, the uh, it should have ended at three. That's all there is to it. Just the way, three was a, let me tell you what, three was a perfect ending. A perfect ending, holy water and burying the bones. That is the way to destroy a villain. Just like Michael, and I've said this a million times, H2O, that should have been the end, and that's why I can't stand resurrection. One of the reasons that that's the perfect end of a villain, that's it. Final chapter. Perfect end of a villain for Jason Voorhees. Part of three was a perfect end of a villain in Nightmare. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, everything else after that. Talks, right? like, As we said, yeah. Franchise no. speaks. They wanted the they wanted to bring out the the McNuggets of the franchise and that's what they did. <laughs> the McNuggets instead of the meatballs. Yeah. Out the McNuggets. Soul food. You know. Right so I'm sorry, C. You no, no, that's fine. This is what we're doing. I, I love the fact they brought Alice and Dan back, the boyfriend. I love how they, they bring him into it. And one and of the best element pops. Alice's dad's character coming back and he was such a shit character, a shit dad in part four, and he redeems himself of this and tries to be better. This is probably the best element in part five, in my opinion. It's such a weird thing to say, but that's the best element. I love the fact that he's gone to AA, that the relationship's gotten better, that he sticks up for his daughter in this one. I mean, they, they evolve his character better than anybody else's in the series. <laughs> You're right about that. They definitely... Yeah, yeah I know. Those, those are some positives. That might be the only development yeah. from movie to movie. Everybody else stayed exactly the same. I mean, Nancy was a little older and a little wiser uh, from one to three, but I mean, that's Nancy. But aside from that, you're right. And it, he went from like the poor man's Al Bundy in part in part four to... I, I thought Al Bundy was the poor man's Al Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess mourning the death of his wife and and calling it into a bottle, pretty much it was a drunk. And I love, I love the fact that they actually elevate him above just being that shit parent. He went from, uh, you know, parents just don't understand to actually caring about his daughter and wanting to be there for he her. He actually sang that song in the credits. <laughs> he wrapped it. He, it he wrapped it, yeah. Uh, I also love the set design in this. I thought the asylum with the maniacs was good. There's a great scene when Alice is walking after graduation to work before she goes into her four-hour nightmare. And, for four hours, yeah. <laughs> but the shadows of the trees grow, and it's it, it's really well done. And I thought that was great. Uh, yeah. I do like the, you know what? I like the idea of the comic book. Steve I Hunt, do too. Yeah, he was a he was a comic book geek, the director, and then they wanted to write that in there. And I I love that element. And Kelly Joe Minter is great in everything that I've seen her in. Yes, so, yes, she is. Another positive. Yeah. I, I thought they could have done more with their character, but all the scenes that she's in, the fuck, she survives. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, she, she, she should have died, but yeah, she actually damn right survives. She right. And yeah. lastly, it said, if you ever do see, which you can on YouTube now, uh, the unrated deaths of Dan and Greta are much better. Agreed. Much better. So Dan on the motorcycle, I'm not going to say it makes up for this kid feels the need for speed and 
um, <laughs> fuel <laughs> injection and all those stupid one-liners, uh, but uh -huh. the actual makeup is phenomenal. The end result of his makeup is pretty horrifying. So just seeing even the, the little clips of, of what was supposed to happen, seeing the, you know, the, the wiring and the machinery actually penetrating skin. Calm down, Christian. It was actually terrifying. You know, you're, you're pointing out a lot, a lot of positives in everything except how it relates to Freddy. And how Freddy is reborn in this is, is, is almost laughable at times. Well, this is the one that David Miller came back to do the makeup, correct? Yeah. And then uh, he, this is the wor one of the worst looks for Freddy. Yeah, this one in part six. He's, yeah. He's, he sort of doesn't look like a like Freddy anymore. So it looks like somebody's really old grandfather. A really old, and that's what they wanted to have that older look to him. But the downfall is, I think they also simplified the makeup, so it was more of a pullover mask almost. Uh, don't quote me on that, but it does not look good. Unfortunately. But look, look, I get, I get. It's a dream world that he's being reborn in. But Charlene even pointed this out to me, and it made me really despise this scene even more. Why is he born as a burnt little Freddy? Exactly. Uh, right. Exactly. Right. Stupid. I well, didn't even. Well. She pointed that out to me, and I'm like, "Fuck, that makes it even worse." I'm like, "Yeah, wouldn't it have been even cooler if it was like a little innocent baby, and like she follows it into the church, and then it goes to the bones and becomes one? That would have been more like." And why do they Powerful. always get reborn into like the deformed creatures too? All these movies they get reborn into like Jason gets reborn with a fucking hockey mask on. <laughs> okay, I'll go a step further. Yes, he's born as a baby Freddy Bird, and it's ridiculous, so ridiculous. But think of it this way: what we learn in part six and what we know about Freddy is he came back. He didn't necessarily have to come back looking that way, but he did. Why is Freddy burned in the first place? Just because he got burned in real life. He's a spirit now. Why would a demon be a representative of what happened to itself in real life? Like if, if he was beheaded, he would come back without a head. <laughs> right? Really? Seriously. I mean, Freddy had the choice to come back any way he wanted. He's a demon. He made a deal with the dream demons or so we learn next film. Why would he come back looking burned? If anything, I feel, a 10 out of 10, I feel a 10 out of 10 coming from Dave for Freddy's Dead because he's already into that movie. <laughs> I'm not into it. I just... Uh, well, no, you're right. It makes it makes perfect sense. But, you know, at least I don't mind him coming back as the adult child-killing burned victim to scare his, his children victims so that when the parents can eventually see him, they see what they've done to him. That's fine. But being born as a baby like that, oh. it just is... There's no reason he couldn't have come back as... No, but it's cool. I'm that, glad he did. It wouldn't have been good if he just came back as Robert England. You know, <laughs> who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? Meanwhile, a... meanwhile, the Robert England appearances in the asylum, like, that's that's cool, I guess. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sort of indifferent to it. I don't understand. I, I get it. Lisa's... Uh, Lisa. Alice. Lisa Wilcox <laughs> is having the dream, so she dreams herself as, as Amanda Kruger at first. However, however, Go ahead. That's, there's a problem there. How does she have any? How does she know anything about Amanda Kruger that she even ever existed? Please, it's like Jacob dreaming about Greta and Yvonne and all of them. It just, it, there's a lot of bad exposition, man. Like just exactly, forced, forced it, just, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. You're completely right. First of all, they said that when they found Amanda Kruger in part three, that she was barely alive but alive, so she survived the weekend she spent with the hundred maniacs. Yet in this one, she's talking about how she needs to be freed from her earthly prison. So she died at some point, and they buried her in the walls of the asylum. Who did that? Who did that, and why? It's terrible. 
It's right? retconned in, in, in a terrible way. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of issues with this. I mean, there's uh, there's so many things in this film that doesn't make sense. One of the things in this film that I actually liked that made sense was the scene where Alice was pulled into Jacob's dream, and it was almost like a like a womb. Like you saw Jacob as you know a, a fetus, and you saw Freddy feeding him the souls of each of the kids that was being killed to make him stronger. <laughs> I liked like that, that part. I, I did. Ca- yeah, I actually did. Sense. It, yeah. I don't know if I liked them going through the fallopian tubes or whatever and like, being sucked in, but... No, but it, it made more sense than everything else that was going on to me. So I was like, okay, for my little boy. Who what is it? Okay. Yeah, right. But it, but, but it <laughs> sets it up for, for ultimately how they're going to defeat him in the end, and it also makes a little bit of sense of how he's getting to them. A little bit. But it doesn't make sense that, you know, Al, uh, Greta is coming through Alice's fridge. You know, there's just so many scenes. You know, everything I thought looked cool. You talked about it. I thought Ugh. a lot of things. I thought a lot of things looked all right, but there was just no explanation. So it was just a big mess for me. And I was just like, man, even part two wasn't this messy. There, there... I'll tell you this though. Go part right two, part two, the, and not just part two. Part five. This series, with the exception of two films, has. The, the biggest pr- problem with this series is the third acts are fucking bad. These movies all get worse as they go. Like, this movie is bearable for the first half, and then it gets into complete ridiculousness towards the end where you just want to turn it off. I feel that way about many of the third acts in this franchise, except maybe one and three, which are our great third acts. But I think the rest... It's a major problem in this franchise, and, and, and definitely in this one. But the first half, I'm okay with. Then about halfway, it's just get, it just gets so bad. It's terrible. How is everybody falling asleep so easily? These are teenagers. They have energy. Falling asleep on a diving board, driving. Who the fuck are these? The guy's going yeah. from like across but, town and falling asleep. Like, I mean, yeah. come on. And she fell asleep in the jacuzzi. She fell asleep in the jacuzzi because she went to a a late-night diving practice because that's a really uh, intelligent thing to do. Hey, I'm exhausted. I haven't slept for days. All my friends are dying. Let me go sit in the jacuzzi and practice my diving at 1 (laughs) a.m. That's true. Okay, I'll give you that. She was in the jacuzzi. She dreamed of the diving board. So... Yeah, no, because I, I always thought that too. Everyone always says that. How do you how do you fall asleep on a diving board? But she actually fell asleep in the jacuzzi. But it it's still like I'm. I really don't want to be defending it. You know? No, no, I, I get you. <laughs> but I like I the fact you. that they tried to do like the fact that they brought stop motion in. Not really well done stop motion, but there's some no. stop motion effects brought into this. Like they're they're trying to go old school and and work that into the dream imagery. They had some good ideas. But it's very messy. It's a, just a messy film. And and it does feel like they threw it together, which then becomes no surprise when you realize they kind of did. They were kind of yeah. creating the script as they were going along uh, and rewriting things as they are going along. Like, I mean, Freddy really has some of the worst dialogue. I, I, I mean, oh. I think the worst is yet to come. But when he rips, when he pours the champagne onto his arm in the car to then... Oh be able to rip his arm off to stick it up to be a seatbelt his own seatbelt it was it was it's mind it's, it's mind-numbingly bad like I think that I must have been that. a bad year for champagne whatever year that bottle was <laughs> well, he said bad year dan that's his line yep. <laughs> as he spits you know what it's acid like? onto the dashboard it's <laughs> like freddy's nightmares you ever watched freddy's nightmares yes that's what this, this is like 
And this was the it's, response it's to Freddy's Nightmares. They want to make them darker. They want to make them have some edge again. And this they is tried. what they came up with. It was it was like they wrote. It was like the writers from the show were writing his dialogue. Yep. It, right, and they tried to make it darker because in the beginning it was kind of gothic, and, and they show that that old asylum and and the, and the whole thing with her being you know raped by the maniacs and, and the way the carriage looked and all that shit was actually kind of creepy for the first twenty minutes, and then it's like they just kind of ran out of it and then just said, well, let's just throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. At the end, they're pulling each other apart. How is she coming oh, out of here? What, what, what are the worst moments in the series? At least it's Why not Jesse. At least it's not Jesse coming out of Freddy this time. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been funny as a cameo. <laughs> yeah, Jesse, sense, Jesse, Jesse just crawled out of his ass. For three sequels, I've been here. <laughs> and then he screams. <laughs> I, mean, I don't get how Freddy's back. Can Can you tell me how how he's back? Just because someone got pregnant, he's allowed to come back. Does that make a fucking lick of sense? No, actually, yeah, we, it, we, it, we, we there was no down, explanation no. for how he came back. She dreamt right. that that he was born, and then he crawled into the church where she defeated him in the right. last one and was reborn. It makes. Zero sense. And, and the church looked that. good too. I'll give it that. The rundown church in the beginning, that yeah. was fucking creepy. I like that. They started off okay. And then, did anybody notice Freddy's toes when the fucking yeah. explosion happened? They they're like, fingers. They're, they're, <laughs> like, they're like literally like, yeah, close. And not only that though, why does the window explode and it like, it almost like as his rebirth almost blows him up? I, was that some sort of good? I brought this up when we, when Vince and I reviewed this on TJF13 and I never understood it. Like the window explodes and he's victim to it <laughs> i don't I'm like this is your rebirth buddy he yeah. can't get hurt so but you don't you don't bring him back to turn him into a killer motorcycle you don't bring him back to have oh. him skateboard and then turn to super really? freddy oh. oh my god you just I like don't the death. i the like death. i like the idea because again the comic book yeah. i like when alice tried like just everything about that and how they filmed it with the you think they put it in black and white but they just created the set yeah. With no color. That was really cool. That was really right. cool. That whole black cool. set. And I like how it's not shredded up in the color dream yeah. film. And they, that That's cool. cool but you know yeah. what? For for respect for the actor, for, give him a better kill. Don't don't change the kill, but give him a better after shot. Because he's just laying there in a little pool. But make it a little bit more gory. Make make him like really cut up to shreds. They should have been in shreds. That would have been great. And yeah, they could have yes. made Freddy. They could have made Freddy like ultimately scary demonic in that in that whole sequence. And they chose Super Freddy. Instead. Super Freddy is is embarrassing. Is the worst part of the uh, one of the worst parts of the whole series. It really I, is. And Mark, zero. I think his name is Mark. Mark was good in that scene. Yeah, but but he's a little hard to take earlier on, and it's unfortunately just the dialogue that he has to when Greta dies. Greta's not here right now, and and then he's like, "I'm sorry, I just." And, and when he is moping yeah. around after Greta's death, it's embarrassing the dialogue, to watch. The dialogue's a little off. It's a little soapy at times. It feels well. They, That's what I said. They, they try to do 90210 a little bit. Poor yeah, Lisa Wilcox yeah. has to spout more exposition than Freddy. <laughs> she spouts more exposition than Freddy does in Freddy versus Jason. What in the fuck? And how about that kid with the voice? School's out, Kruger. Oh, it was terrible. Terrible. Well, uh, originally it was supposed to be fuck you, Kruger, but he wasn't allowed to because he was a minor to say that. Really? I yeah. I, just, I was just reading that before. But school's out? What a fucking thing to say. How would a newborn... Uh, I, I... Hey, yeah, don't even get into the fact how a fetus knows about school. <laughs> or a seven-year-old a, a seven fetus. <laughs> who true. can talk, whose eyes look so tired, and he hasn't even been born yet. He looks exhausted. He looked like he'd been on a binge before the film was moving. <laughs> Six-week whiskey binge. <laughs> uh, the souls coming out of Freddy 
in this movie another misfire. The big heads, the big oh, yeah, puppet well, heads. They only had three kills in here, so the, it was it was them, and it was yeah. Mark as the phantom as the phantom. <laughs> I know. Even Mark is Mark. Greta with the big Greta with her big cheeks. Like the, what, <laughs> I don't. What, it was like who thought of this? Like oh, why? Yeah. Why? It was like a video that? game. It was it was terrible. Yeah. So was that spider scene also. Yeah, I like the idea of the spiders. I like but, the ideas, yeah. but did you notice that first? I mean, they're just like black uh, sharpie drawings. They fall to the ground. <laughs> they become they become real tarantulas, which yeah. is cool. But then she's stepping on her jacket everywhere except where the spiders are. Yeah, yeah. Well, they didn't want to kill the real tarantulas. Well, yeah. And did you read? I read that there were actually like hundreds of tarantulas, and they actually originally spray painted them red and green with stripes, and nobody ever wrangled them after. Oh my Cause god! Because you know they were shooting, they were shooting on dual sets. Can you? Oh my god! They were going from one, they were, going, they were going from one set to another because they had such limited time. So they'd be building the one set up while they were filming on this set. So supposedly the director said that he doesn't know if anyone ever gathered those tarantulas. They might have just been walking around that that set and gotten out and been loose. Well, this was the most felt like the most rushed one. I mean, I know between three and four, I think it was of a year, but this one was, I think, just shy of a year. Yeah, I think it like came out like I remember it was August because we talked about it because this is one yeah. of the first ones you saw in the theater, right, Brandon? This was this and yeah. Friday eight came yeah. out two weeks apart, July yeah. twenty eighth and August eleventh of eighty nine. Oh yeah. boy, man! Yeah. And yet I'm still a lover of both franchises. Yet five for this and eight for Friday were my first. Say, well, not same for the <laughs> eight for Friday uh, in the theater, and then uh, part four for Freddy in the in the theater. So. I mean, th- this doesn't oh. end. Guys, we haven't talked about the plot of this movie because we assume you're familiar with it, but I, be- I Brandon gave the synopsis at the beginning. It- it's just a mishmash. So if this review's all over the place, this movie's all over the place. I, I don't even feel like we're yeah. that all over the place. The whole idea is that, you know, Alice is pregnant and Freddie's going to get back into the world through her baby, her and unborn so- baby. And somehow her friends know about that she has this power because at one point... Uh, I think Yvonne says to her, "What about Dan?" She goes, "When Dan, when Dan died, you weren't even asleep." She said, "Like how the fuck is she walking around talking about this power she has? I could pull people into my dreams." Well, I <laughs> found it very weird that it was very nonchalant. I mean, we're we're looking at a year later. They're they're graduating. Yeah, they're all but, again like they've been best friends for years. I know. Like they've been Same best friends shit. for years. Dan and, like and Alice, you know, Dan and Alice are still a thing, still a couple. Yet. All their friends just died in the last movie, yet they have a whole new group here and everything's fine. Nobody mentions Rick. Nobody mentions right. any of the other characters. And it never existed. It was weird. I, they could have easily wedged that in. Like yeah. Dan's acceptance speech. Like, you know what? Uh, you know, those that couldn't be with us, Kincaid, Joey, etc. <laughs> those guys who were forced in from part three to part four and the ones who are being forced in now from part four to part five. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, Did man. I mention it last review about how ridiculous it was in part four? And I'm sorry, but it just occurred to me how ridiculous it is that they're all buried like next to each other yeah. in, in the graveyard. You didn't, but so glad you brought that up. <laughs> that is stupid. Kincaid, Kristen, and Nancy Thompson. <laughs> how the fuck? They're like they're like a two eyes and a mouth. They're that close. Boom, it's boom, like boom. A, it's how? like a movie funeral. They might as well have put. They better just put well put like Nancy's mom in the back there, Glenn. You know what? You know what? This could have this could have made for a better Freddy rebirth if the config configured configurement, excuse me, the configurement of all the graves. What about a configuration? If, if the Lamont 
if the configuration of all the graves was actually a Freddy face, and that's how he was reborn. Like, I, I would accept that. <laughs> I would eat. I would rather be that than for no reason because a baby was created. Right. <laughs> it really does make no sense at all. It's more acceptable that that the Greys made Freddy's face than than a child dream, as far as a baby. A I'm gonna, I want to bring. I, I don't mean to switch <laughs> topics, but I got to bring another bit of good. A scene that doesn't belong in this movie, yet it's no, another one of the standout scenes, and that's when Dan's parents have been tipped off by the doctor, and they come to the house. To and yeah. to approach Alice and say that they want to adopt her her child because because they're they're distraught because of their son and the dad's like maybe this wasn't a good idea and all that it was a really well done scene yeah you that's wondered, a scene out of a lifetime yeah, movie that's yeah, what it is I know you're like why is this movie the scene in the movie yet it's good <laughs> where's Tiffany Thiessen yeah. like she should be yeah. in this movie just because that's a lifetime movie right there it's Nightmare on Elm Street nine zero two one zero it's it really, straight up, man. They try to, although it's nowhere near as good. But. What, what about that ending where good baby gets absorbed into Alice and an evil baby goes in painfully into Amanda and then tries to rip oh, his way out right. of her and then the doors just sort of shut? Yeah, my, my my last note for that I wrote down was Freddie is trapped in Amanda's vagina. Which is basically what happens. So can and he be born again? Yeah, he can because he's already halfway out of her when she just goes behind a locked door. Like, he can't get through that little locked door once he busts through her. She it's, has absolutely no no worth being in this movie, Amanda Kruger. She does nothing. It's she so, real. so crazy. Oh, they didn't even explain why he came back in this one. That they figured in the next one they wouldn't even make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> with no explanation whatsoever. At least this one tried to work it in. You're right, Dave. It still makes no sense. But they tried to work in that baby angle, and somehow we're supposed to just buy into the fact that was his way in. Yeah, I would rather have no explanation than uh, one that poor. I really would, because it's evil. And at the end of this, not to get into six right now, but at the end of five, like I said, the struggle is real. You see that that he's not really dead. It's an ongoing struggle. struggle. Yeah, Amanda Kruger. The struggle is real. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that should be a T-shirt. Yeah. Her there, like you know, maybe like a silhouette of her face in the corner, and then the, the fight with the hand coming out of her stomach. She she hey, should be a martyr. Are you saying you're fine with that? The setup for part six? Yeah. Why not? Because now, no, now part six I, is more easily acceptable. Exactly. I, I agree with you totally. I agree with yeah. you totally. I actually don't mind that ending. She's sort of trapping him in a safe place, away in this hellish place, but you know he's he can't be contained at this point. Uh, I guess. You know what could have been contained? Cool Modi's rap at the end for the final credits. I'm assuming. I'm assuming that's Cool Modi because he's it got is. a pretty distinctive vote. Yeah. It's let's go. It's it's, yeah. it's an LL Cool J diss rap actually, which is weird that it appears at the end of this because that's when LL and, and Cool Modi were feuding and they went back and forth yeah. and the LL put out Jack the Ripper and then Cool Modi put out Let's Go and it's weird that it came at the end of this film because it is it, it's it's a it's a battle rap. It's weird. You know what I mean? Why not put... What about Are You Ready for Freddy by the Fat Boys? Was that Did E.H. just turn into disposable arts? <laughs> <laughs> I know I know my old school hip-hop. I know disposable you do. Farts. I know you do. The, yeah, the old Disposable farts. <laughs> <I>, uh... <laughs> did you say disposable farts? Is I sure did. <laughs> That's the joke of the night right there. Well, since nice. we're on the music of this, too, you're right. I don't know why they didn't put Are You Ready for Freddy. I think... That was in for four or in between four and, and the show or whatever like that. But they also had Bruce Dickinson doing Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter, which has yeah. nothing to do with the goddamn movie. <laughs> Bring <laughs> Your Daughter to the Slaughter. 
and it's Let a son. Let, Let it go. go. I know that too. Let yeah. it go. Good shit. Nothing to do with wow. this movie whatsoever. It should have been bring your son. Yeah. Bring your son to the to, gun. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Daughter and slaughter just have a better rhyme to it. <laughs> yeah. Then, then gun to that son to the gun or whatever the hell you're saying. <laughs> I don't know. Bring your son to the one. How's that? Bring your no, son. Bring your son to the wound. <laughs> Maybe the not. Maybe Bruce had it right. Get your yeah. son out of my womb. So wait, so wait a minute. You're telling me that Iron Maiden was in this movie at one point? And I missed no, it? no, no, no. It was, uh, well, I think, funny enough, Bruce Dickinson had this song on his album, but they actually released it on an Iron Maiden album on um, No Fear for the Fear Dying. Fear of the Dark? Yeah, yeah. Fear, Fear of the Dark or... No prayer yeah. for the dying. What are the two? I, what, yeah, yeah. I, they're, they're, I don't feel like checking yeah. right now. But they were one after the other. But yeah. it, it was linked to this movie. I, I don't know if it, if there's an official soundtrack for. I'm assuming there's an official soundtrack for this movie. I don't know if that's on the actual track list. But go yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh-huh. No, thank you. No, thank you. I don't know. We got anything else? Should we wrap this fucking thing up? It's a mess. It's a mess. I really, yeah, I mess. feel like, I feel like we touched on a lot. I know that was a quick review, but I really felt like we touched on that. I, I just, I was off put from the opening scene. It felt like a softcore porn, Red Shoe Diaries <laughs> love scene. And I'm just like, I get it. Alice and Dan are still together, but. Yeah, with that pin music? Didn't it remind you of pin a little bit? It would have been better. Music. It would have been better if Freddie was serious. reborn through pin. It was bad. If Freddie was reborn through pin, <laughs> that would have made more sense than. <laughs> being reborn to a, a 45 year old fetus bad credit sequence. bad credit sequence too oh it the beginning with the chalk i didn't yeah. mind that it was, it was i actually yeah i actually didn't mind the chalk either oh, I, I don't mind the dream child part the yeah <laughs> i'm assuming is that when she got, she got impregnated is that what we're supposed to believe no, because that turned out to be a dream she woke up right then and there went into the shower and then ah, and then drowned in the shower and then woke up again. So it's just, there, it's just there for our view and pleasure. Yeah. yeah. And it was Super Freddy who was playing the guy. Yeah, in I the know. Scene. <laughs> right? Oh, that's right. They said that I'll never sleep again. That's right. Yeah, they do. Said, man, that documentary, I'll tell you what, for as much Great. as we might be shitting on, on some of these films, I, I still love the franchise. And it, that Never Sleep Again documentary it is yeah. for the quickest hours ever. Yeah. I mean, just on this, we were done with this. It is a mess, but I got to do that other. So she wakes up from that dream, and when Robert England pops up behind, beside her, and she throws off the blankets, and the camera pans back, and he's gone. It's all done in one shot, really well done. I love stuff like that when they play right. around with. That's movie magic. That's when they're like, "How can we make this work without CG and without everything else? How can we make this work and and play around with something without cutting away?" And I thought that worked really well. Good call. And also, there's something else I like. We we saw in this movie. The return for no reason, and I wish they would have done more of it, but the return of a dream warrior. And I don't mean Kincaid or Joey. I mean that kid because all of a sudden, and it makes no sense because how come everyone doesn't have a dream power, but the comic book kid had power. It was like, okay, this is taking it back to dream warriors for a fucking millisecond. But don't yeah. you think they wouldn't have been cool if they would have kept on with everybody having a dream power? He turned into the wizard master. Face. You Scarface limp dick. No, I was expecting the wizard master to pop up in that in that baby carriage. That looked like the wizard master's baby carriage. <laughs> it did. You're right. That's how he hurt his legs. They put him in the wrong carriage and he impaled his legs. <laughs> what is his name again? Will, right? Here comes Will yeah. in a baby carriage. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you look man. tired. <laughs> School's out, Kruger. 
<laughs> it's back to the carriage for you. <laughs> the series has a downward spiral beginning here. Yes, it's a four out of ten. Whoa! I'll tell you what. I gave I gave Dream I gave uh, Dream Master four and a half out of ten, and I stand by it. I don't like the film, but compared to this movie, fucking Dream Master is Lawrence of Arabia. This movie, <laughs> I'm telling you, I wait I wait for between a two and a three, for the longest time. So I'm just gonna come in at a fucking two and a half. It's terrible. Uh, you know what? I, I agree with you, Dave, that it is that bad. But I'm siding with Christian only because it's still Freddy and he just, you know, got a soft spot for Freddy. So he, he just gets points, even though he's shitty in this fucking movie. It's terrible. Movie. It's all hey. one-liners. It's oh, please. It, it only gets worse. Right. It only gets worse. But oh, exactly. uh, I'll, I'll give it a four out of ten. <laughs> it's a fail. It's a fail. Oh, it, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a fail. <laughs> I think it belongs in the fucking the Hall of Lame, but apparently not. <laughs> I think it's so bad. Holy I, I just can't put... Freddy in the Hall of Lame with that um, Sleepaway Camp film. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> wow, that's bottom of the barrel. That's Nothing belongs. Color. That belongs in its own Hall of fucking fucking shit. You know. Well, there's always the, the next one. <laughs> well, we're gonna have a little discussion. Okay, I'm, I'm ready. I, I, and I already know you you've defended this in the past, and I don't know how or why. <laughs> Dave's defended this? Oh, man, I can't wait for yes. this. <laughs> Bring it on, boys. Bring it on. Let's do that. All right, let's do it. Every town has an Elm Street. <laughs> Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare from 1991, directed by Rachel Talalay. Dream-haunting Freddy Krueger returns once again to prowl the nightmares of Springwood's last surviving teenager, and of a woman whose personal connection to Kruger may mean his doom. Indeed. I'll tell you, oh, the, I'll tell you the best part of this. Is the end? The the, <laughs> is the fact oh. of all the in-house promotions that they did at New Line, that Rachel Talloway was like a script supervisor, worked her way yeah. up to production designer, and it was able to direct this movie. Her that, story is great, and I love yes. that. Yes. There's yes. where the good ends. You'll, yeah, that's that's the only good thing, and it's it's also a double-edged sword because you appreciate it, especially watching the documentary, seeing all the work she did in the whole series, and finally getting a chance to direct. But then you also hear this story about a young Peter Jackson and his writing partner yeah. having what I thought was an absolutely brilliant idea for for a nightmare film. I really like that idea. I don't care what anyone thinks. I thought it was the dream lover. I would have loved to have seen that made. <laughs> I really would. The dream lover. That sounds like pussy shit. What is that? The dream lover. That sounds like sissy shit. It sounded awesome. Sissy stuff. Sissy stuff. (laughs) Nice. Never never give up a chance to quote the Toxic Avenger. Never. 10 out of 10. Never. (laughs) This movie tries to steal scenes from famous movies and television shows left and right. Just from the very opening, you get that whole feel of... uh, of the uh, Twilight Zone episode on the airplane. True. You're you right. get you get the Don't wizard. Be a pussy. Of course you <laughs> get a direct funny. you get a direct rip off of Wizard of Oz. You yeah. get a a princess bride scene which is absolutely ridiculous with him falling down the hill with John oh, falling down dude, the hill. Oh, dude. 
They had fall. I think that's the longest fall in cinematic history. It's well, stupid. that's what's funny about the Princess Bride so scene. It, it goes on for a long time, but it's it's funny. This is just ridiculous. And he's not even falling. You could see the guy's doing like parkour. He's like flipping. <laughs> terrible. It's fucking terrible. No, oh, you mentioned that fall, Brandon, and that fall is oh. is the beginning of the end. <laughs> I mean, first of all, actually, I should have said the beginning of the end is. I'll get you my pretty and your little soul too. Wouldn't it have been so much better if right after he it's said that Freddie went clickety clackety? <laughs> oh, oh! Did you hear later on that there was a, there was a new thing? Did you hear when that? Remember when they go to the town and, and that that strange town? Well, you know, actually it's Springfield and nobody's there anymore. And they go in that one place and it used to be a school and um like a nursery school and they're, and they're talking to that crazy lady and she says she oh yeah i remember you and you and she was and she's talking to those imaginary kids you guys remember that part right yes yeah okay okay in one part you know what she says she goes we're gonna do something i forgot what she said but she goes clippity clop clippity clop she says. yes yes <laughs> is that her new one for this year <laughs> yeah clippity clop clippity cloppity you hear that neil that's just for you <laughs> In this in this movie, it's important, it's important to establish that Freddy was reborn through Black Phillip. There you go. Yeah, I can accept it. That's fine with me. I love the beginning. I've always loved the beginning. Are you kidding me? With that, the beginning with that is the worst part thing? of the fucking movie. No, 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 no. In comparison to like something like the original, it's a, it's a grand departure. I give you that. But I've always liked the the the, the plot of that everybody in every kid in Springfield, Springville. Pardon me. Is, Springwood. Been Springwood. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Eat your heart out, Spring Street. Yeah, okay. Every kid in Springwood is, is wiped out. I've always liked that. All of Ohio, they're all fucking, he got them all. Evil fucking. Except one, some rogue kid who's having nightmares and then dreams that he's on a plane trying to fly out. How and gets, large and is Springwood? And gets hit by, a, gets hit, a bus, hit by a bus right out to the border of town. <laughs> but he's flying out of town. So that means the friend was trying to get him before he was flying out of town. He was in the plane for two, three minutes in the air already. They weren't ascending. Well, How big no, is Streamwood? He was dreaming that he was on the plane. I that know, thing. I know, but it's still stupid. Right. No, it's not stupid because Freddie explained himself later. He, he needed one to get out. To be able to get people others in, so he can find his child, and fucking and bring other people in from different places, and yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, every town has an Elm Street. Yeah, that I like. That's you, actually you have to go a, somewhere. That's a, that's a cool line. Yeah, it is a cool. I agree. It is a cool line, and, and think, you almost I feel think, like it should have been used before. I, I, I feel, feel like, like you that. could build a better movie out of every town has an Elm Street. Absolutely, than I this one. <laughs> I agree. I, I'm not in love with this. Traveling time. <laughs> yeah, I, listen, I'm not in love with the film. I just don't think it, it, it's as bad as the reputation that it has. I just do not think – I think the first half is enjoyable. I think the second half when he gets pulled out in the real world, especially the third act, is terrible. But the stuff with Spencer and, and Tracy and uh, – no, Spencer Tracy and, and Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> that was Spencer Tracy's middle name, Spencer Carlos Tracy. <laughs> Spencer Carlos Tracy. Boys I down. like that shit. I like yeah, when, they, when they go. And the, <laughs> there's fucking boys down here. You know, they go back and when they're in that house – I like that shit. I, I don't see. I I prefer that to the stuff that's going on in four or five, where it's forced that you have to do this and there has wow. to be a bunch of friends together. I, I prefer mind, that I setup. It's more I didn't fun. mind some of that. I didn't mind it, some of that. I like their their dynamic together. I like the fact that they brought back the whole like sort of dream circle going on, where they're the sort of trapped dream. in the loop. That's fine with me. But there's no loose ends. 
guys, that's that, that's what I like. We, how many times have we said, just make a Friday the 13th movie, just put kids in the woods with no backstory and have Jason come and kill them. That's what it, that's what the first half of this movie is, but in, in the Nightmare on Elm Street universe. There's no tie-ins to anything in the past. There's kids here, and Freddy's fucking killing them. And, I can't and believe no what I'm hearing. But yeah, no but one's likable. How, how do you not get that Freddy's lines suck. The introduction is brutal. The characters, you don't care about anybody. Then they wedge in the family element and they try to make it this big mystery. And I'm like, well, it's so convoluted. Of course it's her. I didn't even think the kid that we're following from the beginning was related to Freddie. Now it's obvious. When I saw it, I don't think it was. Christian predicted that it was Roy in part five. So he he knew it was Maggie from the start. Oh, I told you. I told you I was the one that my friend did. I had no clue. I'm like, I was calling him an idiot. Meanwhile, <laughs> guess who was the idiot? Ambulance driver. I said the same thing. Why would that be? That makes no sense at all. Sure enough, here we are. I'm but, telling. But, but, oh. but here's the, here's an opportunity to to go to a a foster a foster facility and really right. make a, a really cool film. But then they take the kids out of there, and Freddie's now out of Springwood. Yet any any place that they go to. They go right back to any place they can go to. They go right back to Springwood because that's Maggie's brilliant idea. John just remembers he's from Springwood, has an article from Springwood. So they're going to go back there and it's right back to Springwood. So you get the impression like, oh, my God, this this is going to come out of Springwood. This could be epic. We're going to a a children's foster facility. This is going to be great. And then all of a sudden, five minutes later, we're back in Springwood. See, that's the funny part of it. I I never once thought this was going to be great because... Dave said that he thought the first house was great. I felt like scenes just happened. Nah, nah, I thought nah, there great. was absolutely no cohesion here whatsoever. I actually said the film's flow is the least cohesive of the whole series. What are you talking I... about? These don't you get it? They, they they wanted to escape that that place. They snuck in the back of the fucking van because they wanted out. They found it out, and they were going to go with the you know those two people. That's the problem. Is that the two leads, the daughter and the son? Well, they're not really the daughter. Son. And the whole well, one of the daughter. <laughs> <laughs> bring your daughter to the slaughter um fucking that's the best part that's the weirdest part that those two that are supposed to be the leads are the least interesting for some reason to me i like carlos and tracy and spencer well, carlos, I like their characters. carlos is the best character in the movie carlos's fucking whole death sequence and dream is great it's one of Dare I say, one of the, probably the best since fucking part three. I'll tell you why it's the best. On a whole, not, he goes, not everything. He goes in through a the whole. He goes through the whole exploding <laughs> hedge rating system in his he death. Does. Yes, he does. Yeah, he, does. <laughs> he gets eyes, nose, and ear bleeding, and a full head explosion. <laughs> I think he had a mild convulsion too before he exploded. <laughs> he did have a convulsion. I'm pretty sure. In fact, we should love the movie on that principle alone. But that's I can't. the only that's the only good part about the film. His yes. death his death scene is so well crafted with the with the way they cut the uh, the audio and you really you know get the sense that you can't hear and and that's that's really awesome. The problem is in this film is there's not enough deaths and Carlos was the only good one and then Spencer's death happens and it's almost like like you wanted to be on set just so you could punch the person who who was actually <laughs> filming this. I'll tell you what. When it when it begins, it's cool. The Inagata Davida shit is fucking cool. Let's trip out, and then the fucking song comes out. Yeah, he, that that part was cool. But that the is cool. He's in there. It's it's awful. The video it game. It gets ridiculous. The video game is ridiculous. I agree with that. The power <laughs> glove. I beat my high score. All that shit is terrible. <laughs> the one good thing that comes out of it is that for the first time in a long time, for the first time in a long time. 
you see what's happening in the dream happening on the outside world. When Freddy is stepping on him in, in the dream, the video game dream, you see his stomach taking the thing. And as ridiculous as it is, with the kid jumping up and down and up and down going in that room, that is the same thing that we were happy about when we saw it in Dream Warriors when it was fucking Philip walking through the thing. It's the same thing we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, but, I mean, but it's Phil- stupid, but I still I'm glad they returned to it. That's but Philip wasn't walking down the hallway going boing, 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 boing. No, but he was not in a video game. When you're in a video game, stupid He wasn't shit getting like whacked on the head with a frying pan. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I it do like three, that. It was Three Stooges. Ridiculous. It was. It was. I'm with Brandon yeah. here. I mean, the, and the fam- like, I mean, let's get back to the basics, the family story. Why? Haven't they learned from Halloween? We don't oh, need God. it in every series. <laughs> it is so tired and forced. I didn't I actually don't even have a problem with Freddie having a family. I thought that part could have worked. Good stuff. The backstory with him growing well, up and, 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 and no, it, it wasn't, wasn't great. At all. It, I like okay, him bashing the wife's great. head against the uh, the shed or whatever it was. Oh yeah, I told you never to go down there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I actually, killed her. One thing yeah, is good. They allude to the fact that I guess the little girl, when she's a little girl, was a little girl that's been invading everybody's nightmares. Like when they, since they've had the little girl start talking right. in part three, that part was. Again, if you really think more than a minute about it, it doesn't make any sense. But at least they're trying to connect things. And like Brandon said, they it was the final one. So they were, I guess, trying to make it a best of. So they're taking things like the looped dream. Uh, but it just felt lazy. But Yeah, because then seeing Maggie as an adult in that dress, like it felt wrong. <laughs> I didn't know how I was supposed to feel. I'm oh, like, they I, did the I, same thing in the remake, too, with... with uh... With what's her name? With Nancy? What, is she the so uh, anyway? Whatever. I just you know because that was the last one I watched. But still, yeah, I get it, it. Did feel wrong. I know what you're saying. And I it was I liked seeing the backstory of Freddy. I liked seeing Robert Englund playing Freddy before he was killed and that stuff. And I don't know. Maybe I'm a bit of a sucker for it. But I I, I like the way it actually played out. Did it get ridiculous with the dream demons? I want it all. Yes, of course. Oh, just like the video game sequence. God. Probably the, the poorest fucking thing in the entire franchise is that video game sequence. It went on like five minutes too long. No, the Dream uh, Demons but, is worse. The Dream Demons is the absolute bottom of the barrel part of this whole franchise. <laughs> it's not good. The Dream, uh, well, it, it gets it's it gets worse and then it gets even worse than that. I mean, I felt like the minute they got back to the uh, the foster facility and nobody remembers the kids like they've been cool. erased. I, yeah, I guess it would have been Twilight cool. Zone, really. It would have been cool. Yeah, it's a Twilight Zone thing. It would have been cool yeah. had they kind of gone with it, but all of a sudden the doc's like, no, I remember because I, I, I've I learned to control my dreams. And then two minutes later, he has a way to defeat Freddy and 50 characters yeah. are surviving this movie. And there's been, what, three deaths the whole movie? It was a poor, poor third act again. Yeah. Again. It, it, I, like I said, I'm on board. You, I can't believe it. I, For I, a half. I, I am. Uh, I mean, his exposition is even worse than this. So I said it was bad in part five. It's worse than this. And then if you go to Freddy versus Jason, that's the all-time low or high for exposition coming uh, uh, coming out of Freddy's mouth. Brutal. The fact this that they put celebrity. This is Army of Darkness to fucking. That's what I said. I told you oh. I'd bring it back up. That's what this is. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I I can't understand how you Listeners. can love the way. Bruce, uh, Army of Darkness is compared to Evil Dead, and you don't see that it's almost the exact same thing. Where well, by the time they got to Freddy's Dead, they realized that you know what? Let's just make a fucking comedy with a little bit of kills. But it wasn't and, funny. 
That, that, that's the that's thing. The if, if Either way, yeah, it is. Army of Darkness is. I could quote a ton of things from Army of Darkness, and I think you might okay. be in the minority right. from that. This no, no, one, no, though, this one, one is. Okay. You just didn't like it because it was a comedy action, and horror took the backseat. This one, though, I find nothing entertaining about it. I, 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 I look like how I'm looking at you guys right now. My <laughs> eyes are, I, I just glazed over, and my breathe, mouth is breathe. I, I can't even articulate myself right now because. This movie is just, I said it, it's lazy. Everything seems slapped together. Yeah. It just, the celebrity cameos are random. Oh, they have God. absolutely nothing to this movie. And, nothing. and I said, the worst element, you brought up the dream demons. I'm like, just when you think the movie can't sink any lower, they decide to wedge in why he was able to do this. Why would they just randomly pop up? Hey, you, child molester. I, I see that you're getting lynched over here and you're about to be burned <laughs> to death. How would you like to evade people's dreams? <laughs> ah, I want it all. Yeah. You know what? You know what the problem is, and and the reason why Army of Darkness is is so much better is because obviously Ash is a funny character, and he's designed, and he grows into that, and he becomes that, and he was meant to become that. Freddy starts off as a menacing boogeyman, and he should have stayed that way. But I understand. Sure. Obviously, they're going for the MTV, the cash in, the cash grab, and whatever. Fine, but his jokes don't land. And, you know, it's weird watching it this time. I couldn't believe how cartoonish it was. I even wrote down how cartoonish it was. How it's meant to be. It was. It's, yeah, it's and you know what? I, it's the difference. They're just... trying to pass it off as horror, like four and five. They're, 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 they're going fucking balls deep and saying, you know what? This is what we become. Let's just have fucking fun and do something ridiculous. And at the end, we'll kill Freddy. That's I how I look at I it. I didn't even remember that they said that and Never Sleep Again. That Robert England even says that they, they went full Looney Tunes in this. Yeah, I wrote it down. Think, I ran it, wrote it down, thinking, "Oh my god, I'm just noticing this." And I'd seen the documentary before, so I'd, I'd heard it, but it's been years since I seen it. And I watched the segment after I watched the film, and he said, "And I'm like, you okay." Didn't say so anything after the fact, of course, they're like, "Oh fuck, people didn't like this one. We're going to say we went Looney Tunes with it. This is what we meant to do." <laughs> came out, go, "Holy I, shit, that was scary." They're like, "Yeah, that's what we meant to do. We wanted to scare the shit out of you for the last installment." But yeah, but this was straight, yeah, but that was, was Looney Tunes. Up. That was why a Wiley Coyote falling from the sky yes. and landing on a bed of nails. It was just ridiculous. Exactly. It's lifted right from a Looney Tune. So that that's what I'm saying. Is it ridiculous? Yes. Is the fucking witch ridiculous? The, the your little soul too. Of course, it's fucking it's ludicrous. But it something about it compared to four and five for me. I just like the fact that they accepted what they were. They didn't try to really pass it off as a horror movie. And that whole Carlos sequence is great. The fucking Q-tip in the ear and the abuse. They talk about the abuse that his mother gave him. They talk about the sexual abuse that the father gave the fucking other girl. Yeah, the Tracy. I don't know, man. Yeah, it was, I don't know. And Spencer with his father pushing him to fucking be like him when he didn't want to. You know yeah. what's weird? Well, too hard, sure. You know yeah, what, though? Even, forced, the, even though Maggie turned out to be the daughter, I feel like Tracy was the character that should have probably been the final girl. Yeah, I feel you. I, I mean, I, I heard them say in the documentary that Tracy's character had no no point in living. Like, they should have killed her <laughs> off. No, no, meaning they should have killed off more people, which they should not. <laughs> that sounded wrong. Like, you good. have no point living. <laughs> but I, I thought it would have been great had tough. they killed off Maggie's character. If he kills uh, the daughter, and then it's Tracy who has to step up. 
I'll tell you what, her karate, her karate scene is definitely better than that stupid fucking awful thing they did in part four when Rick he's fighting the invisible friend. You, oh. you leave Rickson alone. It's terrible. <laughs> I, that is terrible. You're just you're just grasping at straws at what I could take out positive, so you don't feel like you're just pissing, shitting, and puking all over this garbage. And <laughs> the reality is, I'll, I'll say one other positive thing because it's the only other positive thing I have. Carlos's part, death. It's not everything, it's just the death. And then the fact that I actually was surprised when John gets killed. It's, it, it's a kind of a surprise death. Yeah, you don't yeah, expect him to die. So I thought that was kind of cool. But unfortunately... Uh, he's got the fucking uh, things. <laughs> don't, don't ruin it for me now, Dave. Uh, the 3D ending. I don't know even if they're there yet. The 3D ending, I was so psyched. And... I had no problem because I guess we're Canadian and it just told you right away when the character puts the 3D glasses on, you put the 3D glasses on. Made perfect sense to me, but you saw it. It did not even work. There's a little bit of depth <sighs> to that one shot uh, where where there's those pillars that just look like they've been placed to add depth <laughs> with the little with the little inchworms on it. <laughs> nothing right. else worked. And oh, then you got I'm the disappointed. Did, no, I'm talking about in the theater. Yeah, no, the many times I've watched see, since then. That's a, I have a note right here, and it says 3D looks like it was good. I didn't experience it by the time 6 came out. I was done watching Freddy. But when I watch it now on, on a regular TV, you know how you can tell the parts that were 3D? It, it looked like it was actually going to be effective, so you're telling me it wasn't. No, it really wasn't. The, the TV version that oh. you can see in 3D is the exact same experience you would have gotten in the theater just on your TV. It was never the clear 3D. It was always the red and blue. And so it was always it was always that garbage thing, and like a few things came up to you, but try not you know, like like we laughed out loud when teenage Kruger kills the only good cameo in the movie, Alice Cooper's dad, when he just sticks the blade right at the camera, and <laughs> you hear him scream. I'm like, what the fuck? And then the other what the fuck moment is when they blew Freddy up, but now that wasn't a big enough payoff. We're gonna have his head fly out to the audience, then have his mouth open up and have another head come out. Like, are you fucking kidding me? And then the three, three, three dream, shit. the three want. demons, the three dream demons are gonna be are gonna be freaking out, looking yeah. for a new host. And why? And why is yeah. Freddy dead now? Just because she says Freddy's dead? They've yeah, said that in the, the last name, four that's movies. The name of, no, that's the name of the movie, so it has to be. Like Jason goes to hell, the final Friday, right? <laughs> it's fucking. It's the end. Yeah. I forgot how much it hurts to be human. Well, if you forgot how much it hurts to be human, Freddy, then why are you putting yourself into more pain by bending your fucking fingers back? <laughs> I do like that, how he was talking about, first they did this, and then they did this, and then they showed me a mirror, <laughs> and it killed me, and then this is my favorite. They used holy water. I did like that little thing because it was two things. It was recounting the series, and well, they, they it was taking it back to part though. one. They left out part two, at least. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then How did they, they tried to love me. <laughs> <laughs> then they tried to kiss me. <laughs> then a boy came out of me and came on me. <laughs> they totally <laughs> left part two out. You're right. They did. I love how she wakes up from the dream, but she still sees things in the dream so that we can experience the last part in 3D. That part I thought was sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and But then Freddy's in the real world, yet he can still crawl on those ceilings and walls. Yeah, that was fucked. Terrible third act. Makes again. no sense. No, I agree. It doesn't. I just, I agree. And look, I know, I know when you're dealing with, with, with troubled kids, you know, in a, in this sort of, I know I keep calling it a foster home, but what is it? It's like a juvenile 
facility. I, I know there, I know there's going to be contraband, and they even make reference that the police were supposed to come pick some of this stuff up. They had a fucking arsenal that they could have gone to World War Three with in that basement. <laughs> I know You're I'm nitpicking right. so it. I know I'm nitpicking at this point. They it's had, like they had... the maximum overdrive basement. Yeah, they had active <laughs> pipe bombs. Like, oh, we're not even going to take these apart. We're just we'll leave them in case we need them when Freddy shows up. <laughs> that is crazy. You're it's right. So fucking stupid. The only reason the script got passed is because Michael DeLuca, I think, who's that, like, was, I don't think he was the head of New Line at that point, but he was working his way up. He wrote the script and I guess they went with it because I don't understand how this movie passed as this is what we're going to do for the final one. They wanted to kill him. They didn't give a fuck. They said, okay, we're going to end it. It's over. Do what you got to do. Fucking let him go balls fucking out of control. And, and then at the end, let the final words be Freddy's dead. That's fucking it. You guys yeah. have your fun. Rachel, you've been on board all this time. Go out, do, do your best. Let's fucking end this shit. Bob Shea was like, okay, let's do it. You know what this is? This is the poor man's dream warriors. That's what this is, oh. if you think about oh, it. My. Just, oh, in a way, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hear me out, hear me out. The setup in the, you know, it, it wasn't like an asylum, but it was three kids in the beginning that were in a place. You have that guy that, that, that's trying to help out uh, the doc. Same type of shit. You have somebody trying to do something uh, with backstory, like fucking, you can't have Nancy, of course, so you have, well, what's the next best thing? Freddy has a child. Let's see who it is. So they, they try to make it like Dream. The same way I say uh, Friday the 13th, uh, the new Brandon, part seven, is the poor, <laughs> man's, poor man's final chapter. They try to make it like that. That's all. I'm not comparing it to that way in a good way. I'm saying that it's... The poor man's. That's all I'm saying. The, the oh, women, you know, reminiscent of it. That reminds me. Best part of Never Sleeping Again? All the uh, Beekler uh, footage. Oh. Get to, get to see a lot of Beekler. Yeah, you do. <laughs> oh, my God. That guy. I Never said, Sleep Again. My last... Yeah, because he talks... Crystal Lake Memories? No, he does a lot of talking. He does effects in some of these movies, too. So he, Oh, okay. All right. My bad. I, I, I said it, it's the one Nightmare on Elm Street film that I never have to watch again. I, no. I, I don't feel as... As much hatred as that, I do hate it, but I would watch it again just simply because it, it is a nightmare film, and I, I'll go through the series again, but I don't need to see this one. With the exception of one and three, I don't really need to ever watch any of them again. <laughs> but but, but I, I happen to, you know, just enjoy at least revisiting the franchise every every now and then. It had been so long. But man, the dream lover, I'm telling you, watch, watch, watch and never sleep again. That is the script. How cool was that idea? You didn't think it was a cool idea? The idea that, that Freddy's weak and, and people are taking this drug to go into Dream World to, to just pick on him and beat that the shit fun. out of him? That, that I, th I think it's yeah. a clever idea because he's got no power anymore. I didn't know it was called a Dream Lover. Yeah, <laughs> so that, that's, I, that's originally what he was going to call it. But uh, oh, okay. I, I, I love that. I love that concept and that he, he, he acts he's lucky enough he gets the upper hand on a kid and kills him and he gets enough power to, to come back. I. I agree. I that would have been cool. Doesn't sound like they kind of lifted that a little bit for Freddy vs. Jason. Just a little bit. Everybody forgot him. She's got no power. So he decides to overtake Jason, to have him go on a rampage to try to get people to be scared of him again or whatever it may be. Like, I, Everybody forgot him in the remake, too. And you know what? Here's the positive. Freddy's dead. Two out of ten. Oh, fuck. Another guy. I just cannot see how you think that fucking this is worse than Dream Child, but you but everyone seems to think this is the worst. And what what is our I hall mean, of what is our hall of lame rating? What does it have to be? Nine or below? Nine? Yeah, nine or below. Okay. 
Well, I'll tell you what. I, I'm I, what I said. I was defending it, but it's only what I just said. I don't think it's the worst. I think it has a bad a bad reputation that is undeserving. Uh, for me, it's a four out of ten. Four. That's nothing great. I just fucking. There, I, I do take some. Like I said, the first forty five minutes, I'm cool. I'm all right. So there you go. Yeah, it's it's a really bad film. I I, I do think Carlos's kill is well crafted and. That's about it that I like about it. I like some of the backstory, but it's just not it's not done it's not done well enough. They have some good ideas in there, but they focus too much on the one-liners and just some really shitty stuff happening. So, for me, I'll go three and a half out of ten. So you just made it not make the fucking Hollow Land. I I, 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 I thank you. Yeah, I know. You, you know what? I hear you. And some people go, "How can you give it two when you said you like some stuff?" But I really don't. I'm picking out the best parts of the shit fest. And Carlos's death is the best part of the shit yeah. fest. Okay, you, you, someone took a shit and you're just picking out the corn and the peanuts. Yeah. Okay. But you can see the potential. I mean, we talked about it. You can see the potential if they, if they focus more on, on Tracy's character. I thought Tracy's character was, was more interesting than Maggie's character. Uh, see, That's what I, I said. I never saw the said. Yeah. No yeah. potential here. I saw the potential of the dream child, but no potential here. I never saw okay. potential right. here. Personally. Yeah, no, Dave and you are saying something it's, different. It's tiny shades. It's like, oh, that's well done. That could be something that's more serious and more scary. But then it's, you know, it turns into shit. The the teenage Freddy Krueger with the Alice Cooper scene. He's He was a medicine character. Maybe if they had done a little bit more of that instead of having it just be a quick two-second montage, yeah. you know, Freddy being tormented, maybe if they had done more of it. Yep. Because I feel in the later sequels, and it's not only because the one-liners don't land, it's just because I want Freddy to be more scary. That the less Freddy, the better. Even though I think, even though I think Robert England is is fucking fantastic. Period. I think. He's How about great. that, Robert England? This I think this is the first movie where he was. Maybe, oh, maybe that's part five, where where it's a Robert England in. That was fucking. Was it this one or the last one? I think I think this was this Freddy's Dead. It says it was either starring Robert England as the top billing or Robert England in Freddy's Dead. Either way, yeah, and, and he deserves it because man, he he does yeah. put a lot into the character. You know, he's working with what he got with what he's got. But I mean, five and six, he hammed it up. He uh, did again, because of the script. He might have been asked to. The he first, probably was. And the first four are are fine for me, but he it's really hammed up and. In the Dream Child and Freddy's Dead. And I, I, again with this film, I was just happy to get out of the fucking nonsense of four and five because four and five really do kind of they go hand in hand. It's the Alice fucking duo, the whole thing. You know what I mean? Alice and Dan and when whatever. And this one, like I said, fresh start. People you don't know anything about. Fucking kid dreaming, getting whacked. Oh, what All a right. shit! What a shitty fresh start. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, not the greatest, and, and it's too bad he was so comical. But I mean, that that's what it became. You know, so. they might have been better off as much as you just said what you said. At this point, they had brought Allison. She might as well have been the Tommy Jarvis of the series at this point. So if you can't bring Heather Landerkamp de- back because of the fact of her character being dead, she could have come back in a nightmare. So you could have made her reappear in a nightmare to help Alice maybe defeat Freddy. And then you've got the f- ultimate Freddy's dead. If you're going to follow Boom. at that, that point... There's the thought process they could have used if they really wanted to give the fans at that time. I'm not saying that's the greatest idea, but at least what you're doing is you're bringing Alice back, who was a favorite from four or five and carryover, and then you bring Heather back maybe through the dream. Maybe have the Dream Warriors come back. I was just going to say that. that. You're bringing through the fucking dreams. Yeah. Uh, 
That's wow. that would be perfect. That's Holy great. Shit. There's your Freddy's dead. That would be great. Well, I'll tell you what. Half head explosion, see. Half head explosion. Yeah, yeah, half head. That's fair. I call it the dream lover. <laughs> Love it. That sounds like pussy. I just shit. want them to play the song Dream Lover, too. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. Well, that's a great segue. You're talking about fucking, you can't bring Nancy back because she's dead. Well, let's bring Heather Camp back some other way. But before we do that, I should have done this at the beginning of the show, and I'm sorry. But uh, just a couple quick updates, because um, we always shout out anything that has to do with Patreon when someone, you know, joins or, or, or edits their pledge up, not down, of course. We're not going to say, hey, this guy was giving us 50 and I was giving us 10. We're not going to advertise that, because, you know, but, <laughs> but if somebody moves up. Because you know who you are and shame on you. <laughs> Shamed you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell you what, Mr. Venom. It has moved up, so he, our, our homie Jerry Cortez. I know he's on just the movies with uh, with Mike Merriman. The evil yeah, episode, Derek's uh, been recording with them a bunch. Derek's been yeah. having a good time recording with them. What's that, Derek and Jerry and and Jerry? Jerick as in as in Herring and and Jerry Cortez. Is that that new show, Kaiju or something? Is that who it yes, is? yes. Like uh, all right. I don't want to butcher the underwater kaiju. Something they do all the kaiju films. Yeah, from outer space. Right. <laughs> underwater kaiju from outer space. There you go. I know he does Red Radio. He does a little bit with the horror cast when they're recording. But anyway, Jerry Cortez, Mr. Venom, you know him. He's now on the triple R level, so he's gonna shoot us a triple R. Uh, maybe next show we'll do it. We shall see. Hopefully next show. Yeah, I mean as long as he gets back to us, definitely. So we also have another new member, Eric Natkin. Just joined on the all access level. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks, gents. <laughs> and it's been a while, but we have a voicemail. It's been a while. If I can access it, I don't think I can. Oh, there it is. Hold on. Here we go. Hello, gentlemen. This is Eric from the Dark Discussions podcast. When I'm recording it, this is Brandon's birthday. So I want to start by wishing Brandon a happy birthday. It'll be after his birthday by the time he hears this, but hey, it's a thought that counts, right? I also wanted to uh, give Christian a shout-out. You guys seem to do a much better job of planning out ahead of time what you're going to do on the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast than we do on Dark Discussions. We usually uh, have a discussion the week before (laughs) when we're recording an episode, and we're like, hey, what are we going to do next week? And there was one week when we were recording an episode, and for like 30 minutes... Before we started recording, we were trying to figure out what we were going to do the next week. We're like, what about this movie? No. What about this movie? No. What about this movie? No. And we went seriously through probably about 20 to 30 titles uh, with nobody really excited about any of them. Then while we were recording the episode, Christian posted on your Facebook group page uh, his full head explosion review of Cargo. So that had been one of the titles that was mentioned in passing when we were trying to decide what to do. And Christian's review pushed it over the edge, and we decided to do uh, an episode on that. So we will be, we uh, already recorded it. We did an episode on Cargo, Dark Discussions. And I did give uh, Christian a shout-out and directed people to your Facebook group during the episode. But I just wanted to uh, send this in and give you a personal thank you because uh, we all really like the movie. Cool. Being said, now that I've been nice to Christian, I'm going to be mean to him. <laughs> Not mean, but I disagree with him strongly on a certain point. Um, I was just listening to your uh, One Missed Call franchise episode, and uh, during the episode, he said a couple of things I agree with. Like, uh, for instance, we both like the remake of The Ring better than the original. 
and we both like Cargo, so we seem to have similar tastes in the movie. So it really bugs me Uh-oh. that he dislikes The Descent so much. Dude, I don't understand. That movie is one of my favorite movies of all time, and I don't understand why you hate it so much. So I am going to encourage you to give it another watch. It seems from listening to you make comments about it that you are solely focused on the creature design, which personally I think is pretty cool. You don't take it. But even if you don't, there's a dozen other things to love about that movie. The set design, uh, the relationships between all the different characters, the sense of claustrophobia from them being stuck in a cave system. They don't know where they're going. Even if the creatures weren't in the movie, I still think it would be a good movie. So uh, I would encourage you to give it another watch because I think you, it may have just hooked your eye in the wrong way on your initial watch. And I think if you give it another chance, you might find some stuff to like about it. So that is my feedback, guys. I love your show. It's one of the ones I listen to every single episode when it comes out. So keep up the great work. Thanks. Oh, wow. Awesome. Very nice. Thanks, Eric. Happy birthday, Brandon, again. Yeah, yes. Awesome. Thank you, Eric, and thank you, everyone, who wished me a happy birthday. And I agree with him totally. I feel like uh, Christian does need to give The Descent another chance. I do. Yeah. I do. I think you guys had mentioned I was supposed to do that. Someone else must have as well. I remember this went back, and I never did. I will do that. Here's what I remember from the movie. Uh, we went to a very late show. And I think it was the company that I was with maybe hindered my enjoyment of it as well. I do remember being all He was with his wife. Yeah, I was with with my whole family. Uh, I I was not. I remember being very tired. I remember hating the the flashbacks that seemingly never went anywhere. And the creature design, I I always joked that it looked like ghoulies that didn't go to college. But I will give it another shot. Eric, I will do that for you and for these two guys. What about ghoulies nice. in community college? <laughs> what about <laughs> ghoulie Muppets in community ghoulie college? Muppets. <laughs> ghoulie Muppets take Manhattan. <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh, and speaking of, here we are live on the air. A message from Jerry Cortez, who has a message. A message from Jerry Cortez, who has a message. That sounds good. Okay. <laughs> that's why I, I host the show. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that's what we're here for. Right, yeah. <laughs> yep, four tiers. Here we go. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Have you guys discussed Feral yet? If not, that's my triple R pick. I'm on the fence on whether I liked it or not. I'd love to hear your take. Feral, gentlemen. Real feral? <laughs> elf? Is that yeah, one of those yeah. films? We'll do a retrospective. Elf? The Elf? Uh, I saw that Ooh, last year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that terrible fucking looking film. Oh, Feral. Yeah, I actually I saw this pop up recently. This is a newer one with uh, Scout Taylor Compton in it. Oh, really? City of yeah. Compton. Okay, well, let me find her. Students fight to survive a weekend in the woods. It, oh. has, a, it has a girl on a cover with a big nasty bite mark on it. Am I spelling Feral wrong? Is I it F E R A L. A-L? Feral. Feral. Like like wild. Feral. I thought it was with two E's. My bad. Okay. All right. 4.1 out of 10. It's on Prime. Oh, no. Yeah, it is on Prime. I don't know know if it is. I don't know if it's on Prime. I I saw it somewhere, though. It might be on Prime to buy. Maybe that's where I saw it. Ms. Compton's in there. A couple other cute-looking girls. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's worth a watch. Wow. How about that? This is the first time a brand-new movie 
has been picked as a triple R. So you don't got to twist our arm for that. that that's I, great. And, and it's interesting, a film that some that Jerry says he likes, and look at that low rating. I I think mm-hmm. that's that's been very common with the new films that have come out this year. I've noticed that super low ratings. Now, by my rules, by my rules, and you know how I'm really uptight about this, I would not watch that because it's a 4.1, but only 600 votes. So usually if a 4.1 has 600 votes, that means by the time it gets to 6,000, you're talking in the three somewhere, and that disqualifies it for me on the B. That, that means I won't watch it. So me, by my, you know, I think I have it down to a science. If I see 4.1 out of 6, it's an ignore for now, but probably not watch it in the future. Maybe come back and check. So I'm going to go on record now and say that I won't like the movie, just yeah. based upon my, my methods. <laughs> He's got it down to a science. I got I see, a mad science. It's crazy. Jerry, see, he already he already reviewed it for you. He just gave you his uh his his grade. Yeah, you gave it the DMZ no watch. <laughs> Actually, you the, know cover, what, the cover's okay. You, go you know what will help Dave? A second time of not watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't watch it again and maybe it'll come up on it. You have no choice. Whether whether you disqualify it or not, it's been chosen. Triple R, we're doing it. Next show. That's all we know. Thanks, so, Jerry. Th- thank you, Jerry. Thank you again, Eric. Yes, thanks, and, uh, Eric. Thanks all, for all that Patreon, uh, all that love. And I think the other guy on Patreon is Eric too. Wow, isn't that isn't that something? Yeah. Well, I'm isn't really it? I'm really happy that Eric they that they seem to like Cargo. I'm looking forward to checking out that show. And I, you guys, oh wait, no, Brandon's watched it. You have not, right, Dave? No, I have not, but I will. I, I haven't watched a 2018 movie in. Uh, over three weeks since uh, this moving and all this other stuff started. I, I've, I've had such limited time. It's just been Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, let's so, talk about it. Let's talk about the it. last two flicks. Rock and roll. B, are you ready with the uh, synopsis? I am ready. New Nightmare. Don't miss me. Wes Craven's New Nightmare from 1994, written and directed by Wes Craven. The fictional movie villain Freddy Krueger invades the real world and haunts the cast and crew responsible for his films. Okay, I want to say something right away, just because <laughs> if I don't say it, I'll forget. So I, I have to say, last time I watched this movie was the last time, well, the first time I did a retrospective on this with the skeleton crew. It was over two years ago. It was like three years ago. And it was the first time I had watched it in years. And when we did it, we watched one movie a week and did one review a show. So it wasn't like this. So they were kind of spaced out. But still, I was still watching one after another. And after the the, the dredge of 4, 5, and 6, I, I remember having high hopes for New Nightmare. And last time I watched it, if the rating I gave on that show would be a 5 out of 10. That, that show we did out of five. Losers. So Losers. I gave it a two out. I said I was very disappointed. I, I, I said I was excited to see it. But then it ended up being more nonsense. As ridiculous as four, five, and six, where nothing made sense to me. And the third act was terrible and everything. So I just want to put that out there before <laughs> we begin tonight. Because that was my last experience. Prior to that, I remembered liking it. But the last time I watched it, I did not. So here we are. And the- I, I was just laughing because as you're talking about how you didn't like the last time, Christian got up and just like left for a minute. <laughs> I thought he was like, I'm, I'm, I'm off the fucking show. <laughs> you said you wanted me to do it that way. I'm, I'm doing it. No, 
<laughs> I will preface everything. I don't know. We always say preface. I mean, here we are. We're talking about it. I don't know why I'm prefacing We're doing anything. it. You don't I have know. to preface We're doing it. it. The here it is. We're doing it. <laughs> when this came out, I considered this a 10 out of 10. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. Loved it. Thought it was the best sequel. And I had a huge impact on me at that point in my life. I adored the self-referential take. It was just what I was into at that time. Uh, you will see in my crappy student film from that's on YouTube, lots of references that pretty much can be taken from this film, I believe, and from horror in general, but specifically that self-referential take. However, the movie has not aged very well. There's a lot of melodrama in the film that, for whatever reason, seemingly worked for me back in 1994, but now it seems very forced. Isn't However, that interesting? You okay. talk about melodrama, part four had melodramarama. <laughs> no, I'm just, this I just is why I love this guy. You know, you know he could have written that one down. That just came from the heart. That did just come from the heart. But I'll, I'll say this. This movie was never a 10 out of 10 for me. But in complete opposite fashion, I think I appreciate it more each time I see it. And I'm, I was just about to say that every time a, a little piece gets taken away. And I find that it's, I'm losing my love for it. I still like it. But I'm losing my love for it. Well, I've lost my love for it, I guess. <laughs> it's it's hard it's hard for me to say that because this film is so Scream two years before Scream came out. Minus the comedy, of course. But to me, the weakest part of this film before we get into the story is Freddy Krueger himself. They talk about him being darker and more menacing in this one. I don't see it. I still see him as 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 a jokester in this. No, he he's darker and the scariest he's been since part two until the final fucking act. Yeah, where, but that's where he makes most of his appearance. Well, actually, and that's, he doesn't get on screen until an hour into the film. You realize that? And I you like know what? I thought, I thought it actually should have been later. I made a note at one point when towards the end, when he pops out of the bed, that that should have been almost his first appearance. That would have like, been cool. It, that it should have almost been like a Hannibal Lecter type thing where, where, or even like part one, where seven minutes of screen time. I do like that. Miss me, miss me. Miss me. <laughs> I actually I like, like that it. part. It was a good scare. And, and I'm going to be honest. I do like what they try to do here. Like well, again, with the characters playing themselves and, and taking that little piece of Hollywood. And the best parts are when they're referencing the old films. And my favorite part is when Heather has to accept the role of Nancy for the final act. I think that's a fantastic that's cool. scene. That's very cool. Yeah, it with really John is. Saxon, I love that. Yeah. Suddenly calling her Nancy, and her, and then her <sighs> and her doing it. Fantastic scene, but you really can't explain it. It's it, it is rather forced, and then it, it puts it into that that final reel. And the final reel really takes a nosedive. And I think that yes. I love it until the final reel. I think oh, again, I again oh. with this series, it makes, I don't understand. And here's the, here. okay, I'll, I'll say it right now. This time I was surprised by how much I was with it. I was actually on board with everything and it clicked this time. Last time it didn't click. I don't know why, but the whole thing about when Wes sits down and explains it, that there's an ancient evil, and that's why he wrote it. He didn't realize that's why he originally wrote the original film and everything else. Is, but and, and by, by fictionalizing it and toning him down, it the whole genie in a bottle thing. And I didn't really get it. And I, I thought that what they were trying to say last time I watched it was that Wes 
was creating all the stuff. And I was kind of angered because by the end of the film, I was saying, so you're trying to say that Wes has the power to do all this and that's the moral of the story? No, I, I, I somehow missed that. This time, I, I, I fell in hook, line, and sinker on what he was selling about the ancient evil, you know, and, and him coming out. And, and now that's why this is happening in the real world. I completely bought all of that, but... I wanted a completely different type of resolution at the end where it was just all of a sudden, okay, well, um, not Rex. What's the kid's name? <laughs> the, the, her son pulls her into, the, into a dream. Rex. They just go in there. Dylan. <laughs> Rex is the dinosaur. Dylan. Okay. So the dinosaur. their solution was that Dylan's going to go to sleep. He's going to pull his mother into the dream with the breadcrumb uh, uh, of the um, of the sleeping pills. And because they go to sleep together and have a dream together, suddenly they're able to easily defeat him. It just seemed anticlimactic for such a great build-up and backstory to it. Oh. I just wanted more. They barely even fight him at the end, and all yeah, the fight, I... all the fight stuff, all the stuff that happens in the final reel seems like leftover cutting room floor shit from part yeah. four, five, and six. And You're I'm right. like, you were so, you had this movie, you had everything going for it, and then you give us the the Freddy with the tongue, the Freddy yes. with the growing face, everything that uh. didn't work. In the Big last couple Freddy. of moves, oh, horrible, horrible, with the the slappy tongue and and whatever yeah. it was, I'm gonna eat you up. Like I mean, the line itself is is okay, but it just it's like all the bad shit from four, five, and six. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I'll say this. I agree with you guys totally that the third act once again does fall apart. I did, however, love that transition between. John Saxon and Heather Langenkamp. I thought it was done beautifully. I do too, until, until, let me interrupt, I'm sorry, but I, I was like, okay, I see what's going on here, but then they took it a step too far, and all of a sudden, John Saxon has a fucking cop car, and he has a fucking, how the fuck would John Saxon have a fucking cop car all of a sudden? They took it a step too far, they jumped the shark with it. That's where you, quote unquote, accept cool factor for the fact that it makes no fucking sense whatsoever but i yeah. love that because he assumed the role of cop they are now in the movie the i first get movie, that and he assumed the role of father exactly. very early on even at the funeral scene you know very very early on and i love the footage of the actual earthquake stuff i like yes. that they really played on that throughout i thought the kids performance was great i thought the fact that heather langenkamp really allowed wes craven to use a real situation that was going on, the whole idea of someone stalking her, you know, this actual thing that happened to her, to use it as the basis of a story had not had a great, great potential to be something even better. But, you know, at the end, they had to go into traditional Freddy lore, and it just, it falls flat. Well, it's but you so guys didn't think though. it was too much? With no, John I, I thought it was now, great when he's like, why are you calling me John? And, or, or, and how come you're calling me, why are you calling me Nancy? Why are you calling me? I got that, because I understood what was going on with art imitating life or, or whatever, the evil happening in them, and I accept the supernatural force that was going on here. But when all of a sudden he leaves, and somehow he has flashing fucking blue and red light things on the top of his car, I'm like, that, now you've done it now you've you pushed it too that, far. That, that's full meta. That that's the full transition in. They've they've gone into the movie. I that is the cool part for me. But like I said, that's where the movie works best. Yet you can't really explain it on, on any sort of reality level because it, it's gone into that transition. The I love like one of my favorite scenes was when she goes to see Wes Craven, uh, who I thought did a decent job when I first saw it. But then 
every time I watch it now, he's he's so meek and he talks kind of. And I, I, you realize he's not an <laughs> he's not an actor. But the reality is when that whole scene ends and it cuts to the screen and you see the script saying the last few lines, I love it. I love I it. I do too. Fade to black and it fades to black. Great, another great scene. Those are the uh, moments yeah. that I'm like so giddy about this movie. Yet when you think a little bit more about it, it, it you can't really make sense of it. See, I, this time I did make sense of it, and I completely appreciated it. Last time I watched it, I thought the point they were trying to make was is that West was powerful enough to sit down and type this stuff and, and, and control the world. And I go, well, that's kind of fucking stupid. But this time I understood he wasn't the one doing it. The ancient evil was controlling him to therefore, you know, one thing affected the other and, and so on and so forth. So I completely... Missed the boat on it last time. I watched it, and this time I I, I was right on the boat. So I was cool. Uh, yeah, look, looking at it that way, it makes complete sense. But also just looking at it simply from a story of how a film can define a person's life, you know, especially a director, an actor, a writer, you know, especially these people who are synonymous with this film. So it, it, I thought it was a, a really cool premise and really, really well done until... Until Freddy shows up, every time Freddy shows up, it just feels underwhelming. And 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 really? been there, done that. Well, it is a been there, done that, but like purposefully. Like I love the recreation of the Tina kill from part one with the babysitter. I uh, didn't think it was. I didn't. I didn't think it was that effective. I didn't find that you know her reaching out and Dylan reaching up. I, and I thought Dylan did a great wow. job, but that's where you could see where it was like fake. They even talked about in the documentary where he's basically just reaching up to a mark and it looks like he's reaching up to a mark. You know, wow. it's like, it's like you can tell it just doesn't look real. I do like the homages, you know, they were great to, to all the films. I like the homage to pet cemetery with him crossing the road and the, yes. the, the truck almost hitting him. Yes. <laughs> that totally. was really cool. But, yeah. uh, I, I like the story. I like the story with the father, you know, with the father dying and him trying to, you know, trying to get to God to be with his father. Well, God that whole take. that whole scene is one of my favorite scenes in the movie as well. It's a great, it's it, a great it's scene. Very melodramatic, yeah. but it's a fantastic scene. The music build there with the intercutting yeah. of the dialogue of her of Heather talking with uh, John Saxon uh, on the park bench as he's climbing up. The build there is phenomenal, and then the 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 full orchestra and choir. Uh, kicking in at the end is very ominesque almost with that. Yeah, and it just it's it's it, it gives me shivers. Great scene, and I've I've mentioned this when Vince and I revisited this. And did you guys notice it when they're talking? There's a little guy going on a bicycle, and you hear a ding ding, and it looks like it's a kid on with a Freddy sweater. It's not officially. It's not red, green, red. Green. It's like mini stripes. And he's on, uh -huh. and you hear a little ring, ring, and he goes in the background. And then when they say something else, he passes in the foreground again. Doesn't ring at that time, but the ring was like timed perfectly, and you could see him there. And I've always mentioned Vince never saw it, didn't even notice it. We're watching it right in front of us while we're talking, and he didn't even notice it. And I'm saying wow. it's there, and I always thought that was a cool little addition in the background. Yeah, no, that that kind of stuff is really cool. I, you know, but I feel like they went a little overboard with the homage in in the final act, you know. The eels in the eye, you know, the long arms, the goose steps again. It's like, it's, it's, it's like we get it. Like you're paying homage to the original, but this film, especially for those first two acts, felt like this could have been something scarier if Freddy Krueger had not been in this film. Is that weird to say? I know it's a nightmare film, but it's almost like if Freddy Krueger turned out to, to not be the threat in this, 
And I, I, I'm talking crazy well, it's, right it, now. It I is know. New Nightmare. No, no, because a lot of people consider this a Freddy film. Because really, yeah. Robert Ingram comes out on Fred, as Freddy with that talk show, which is brilliant. All that's great. Signing autographs, Heather's with nobody. Love all that. So yeah. you're absolutely right. The downfall, you might be right, is Freddy. I do like his look. I kind of do like the nouveau trench coat, green fedora, the, the new wave glove. But... The reality is skin glove, because I think it's all part of him now, like fused, because he's evil. But I mean, I hear you, and I would have been yeah. on board with that. As I always say, I was a huge fan of Wes Craven at one point in my life, and I still really do admire a lot of his movies. But he, there's a thing I call Wes Cravenisms. I think I've used it on the show before, and this movie's fall victim, just like... And I call it, like, a Wes Cravenism is like the the... the Heart and Shocker, where he's playing with voodoo in his cell and it bites the guy's lip. All that stuff is a West Cravenism. It's just batshit crazy out of the middle of nowhere in this movie. And then in this movie, you would get like the uh, the scene which we already talked about—the tongue going wacky at the end and going and in the crazy Freddy face with the tongue. And he's like, no, 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 and you're like, oh, come on, why did you have this? The groin head. I mean, it wasn't necessary. And, and then why? About, about about skinning the cat? Does that? Yeah. Why did he even say that? It makes no sense. Get a place. Skin the, the cat. What does that even fucking mean? It is <laughs> if you're gonna have a, a line that, yeah. that's somewhat comical, have it be yeah. s- make a little bit of sense. What, what I'm, not, that, I'm not nitpicking. I'm what just if with, yeah, yeah, I have, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, held up I like just three. did it the other day. <laughs> yeah, check my locker. I'm like little Mikey Myers from the fucking Rob Zombie <laughs> remake. I skinned a few cats. Okay, another I got one. a question. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, as you say, my last one was the demise of the evil of Freddy here. CGI hokiness. I just didn't know why. With with the 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 really optical zoom in to the monster Freddy's face and the eyes bulge out, it, it is nonsense. There was a lot of CGI in this that didn't look good. Yeah. I mean, okay, the highway scene, I mean, how could you do it any other way? almost passable the freddy appearing in the clouds you didn't need to do the the morph of the clouds into freddy it would have worked if he just was there we saw it in part three just with him in the, in the sky simpler the better the whole world that they she swan dives into <laughs> for the final mm-hmm. act is just overdone i mean i know what they wanted to do but just simplify it then if you don't have the budget simplify yeah right it was like dream demon-esque. It was like, you know, that's what it reminded me of, like the shit that we were just talking, uh, that we didn't like in, in, in you know, in, in Freddy's Dead with the dream demon and the snake and those pillars and stuff. That's kind of what this looked like. And I thought they were trying to go away from all that. And it's just like, it was like, well, here we are again with some fucking weird third act. It was, and I don't get it, man. I just, yeah, because, and I, and I, everything was so good. I'm focusing on the negative here, guys, because I was a 10 out of 10 way back when. But you got to realize I'm not hating on this movie. I'm just focusing on the parts that just irk me now. And I'm just wondering why, because those first two acts are fantastic. Hell, I even love when that doctor goes, we got to cut this evil out of him. I thought I think that's (laughs) badass. Her overdone. Like, I love that part. I do too. Okay, now now here now here come my questions about the first two acts. Even though I enjoyed them, I still have questions. Like, why was Heather surprised when Robert England showed up on the fucking set of the talk show? How could she not know he was coming when half the audience had fucking Freddy masks on and Freddy signs? 
Okay. Well, they were just there supporting. The oh, because Heather's there, they're gonna be fucking supporting Freddy. I had no issue with that. She didn't yeah. know he was gonna make a special. Neither did I. That's a Daveism. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's a, so? that's a Wes Craven slash Daveism. Really? So if fucking so, wait a minute. You guys think that if um, what's her name, uh, Nev Campbell was on Oprah, people in the audience would fucking all show up with fucking. With ghost signs face. and freaking ghost face masks Absolutely. on? Absolutely. 100%. But it's but then again, it's different with that because ghost faces doesn't really have a, an identity like Freddy does. You know, I'm trying to think of a, of, of a better... Okay, how about if... um, What's her name? Um, Ashley Lawrence. I knew you were going to say Ashley Phil. Lawrence. <laughs> if you think everybody in the crowd would have fucking... Uh, Lamont configurations? Fucking masks <laughs> and Lamont configurations. Why is she on Dr. Phil? I didn't bring the free, I didn't bring the configuration. I brought the Lamont. <laughs> Lamont Sanford walks out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that that's a Davidism. Okay. Fine. As a question. Okay. Now, same old shit that happened in part four, five, and six. Why the fuck would her husband fall asleep so easily? Just gets out of work, drives in the car. He's three hours away though. He's a few. No, hours. he didn't get. Yeah. He didn't just get out of work. He got called. He got called saying that their son had some sort of attack or seizure, so he's rushing home. An episode. He's driving, th- he's driving through the night. Yeah, an episode. He's driving through the night, and he just he zonks out. So that's okay, because when it first happens, it's daylight, and then a minute later, we see him, and it's dark. So I was like, why does this dude have a two-hour commute to work? You live in California. Fucking, you have a good job. Don't you think that they'd live a little bit closer to fucking where the guy works? He's going to drive three hours a day? He was going to shoot a commercial for a few days. He wasn't planning on coming home. He was going to be gone for like a few days to shoot the commercial. A three-hour, four-hour drive, whatever. It was 7, 8 o'clock at night, when, and it was still light out. And he got in the car, and an hour and a half later, it's dark, and he's driving home, and he falls asleep. The problem is they shouldn't have shown the glove coming through the thing then. They should have left it so mysterious until the final act. And then reveal whether or not it was going to be Freddy or just something completely different. And I, I could agree with you again. But if they're going to show the glove, why the hell did it have to be CG at that point? Oh, so uh, terrible. I mean, that could have easily been practical. Like, you just have a fucking glove come out of a seat. Right? Come on. A Michael um, Jackson glove. <laughs> yeah, sequins and all. Point, yeah. The scratch is nuts. Some of the takes, like, I, I, the, I got a kick out of, I touched them. And then the, the phone with the tongue shoot, shooting out at her again. Yeah, yeah. Homage to the original. But the foam doesn't just doesn't do that. It starts foaming <laughs> at the mouthpiece. Oh, yeah. That was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it did foam. So did Dylan. Yeah. Dylan foams at the mouth at one point. I thought he had rabies. Oh, uh, Dylan kind of got annoying a little bit when he was talking like Freddy. I, I wasn't too keen on that with that voice. It was. It almost reminds me of the kid from Part 5. School's out, Kruger. That's yeah, but at mind. least he was using his own voice and not Kruger's voice. Yeah, I yeah, actually, I, I actually liked him in this. Uh, I, I never had a problem with Dylan. Yeah, just me either. that. I like Dylan. Just that part. I just don't like him doing the Kruger voice or the, that voice. That's. All. I liked him with the fit the when he tied the uh, kitchen knives to his fingers too. How did he do it? I understand. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, but it's That's a cool okay. scene. That's, That's okay. okay, but why didn't Heather know Freddy was coming? <laughs> yeah, because that's movie magic. You're talking about plot logic. There's two different things, man. I, I, I don't know. It's certain things. And now, don't you think that if your kid had a fucking dinosaur that got the, the four claw marks on it, don't you think that red would be the last color you would use to fucking sew it up? 
You want to scare your kid? What the fuck? That, that, that's blood right there. What the fuck? Are you, what, I think what is again, she that's just sort of like a, just a shout out to Freddy because he's green and now red and green. Plus, it looks like blood. That's why you don't do it. Your 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 kid is scared out of his fucking. Head. I know, but not gonna put blood on his horror movie, movie. So that's why they're gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just telling. I would never do it. If I, if, if that was my would. daughter and that's all I had left was red thread, I'd say sorry, honey, we're out of thread. I just the, wouldn't do it. The minute I spoke to Robert Englund and I said, "How far along is Wes in the script?" and he says, "Right, right to the point where Dylan's trying to reach God," and that just happened in real life a day ago, that's and there's fun. no way they could know. I'd be like, "All right." What the fuck is going on? Yeah. So the, the the color of thread I used to sew Rex would be my last uh, concern. <laughs> okay, one last question. When Miko, Dylan runs away, Miko, <laughs> that's his name. When he runs away and get and suddenly he crosses the freeway and is on the other side, he's home. Why the fuck do they get there? How come Nancy, how come Heather gets there a few minutes later and the door's wide open and John Saxon's in her house? Does that make any sense? Did I miss something in the plot? Why would John Saxon just be in her house chilling? She runs in the house. Oh, no, she God, called him. She called yeah, him. She, I yeah, know she, she called him, but she was at the hospital when she called him. Why would he go to his? Why? Why? What would prompt him to go to to her house? I think she said no because he went missing. I, I unless I'm getting it uh, wrong in the way that it I unfolds. could be wrong. Too. I think it's he went missing, question. and she said, "Can you go back to the house? Okay, to to be there in case he gets there." I almost positive. That's the case. That's fine. That was Good. your concern, and not the thousand Freddies that come up running. Oh my no god! It's stupid, <laughs> it's stupid, but that's what we've come to expect with with this series. I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah, but I, it didn't have to be there. About. It didn't have to be there. This movie would have been fine without it. I agree, nothing, but it, it's almost like laughable. they had to. There was nothing laughable about this movie except any scene with Freddy or ten thousand Freddies, for that matter. <laughs> I almost expected them to be handing out water like it was a marathon, like the other people at the side. Handing out waters as the people run by, man, and that the CGI with the with the cars and I mean, ah, it just looks so bad. Heather's you know ducking down and it just like. Brandon, I'm actually starting to buy into your theory here. What if that whole recreation scene didn't have Freddie in it whatsoever, uh, with the babysitter and you just see her getting done a la Tina in part one and he's getting ri ripped up, but we still don't know what the hell's going on. We just assume it's Freddy because we've been presented with this, but it's his ancient evil. The ancient evil could take the form of Freddy in the final part, maybe for like a, a split second. Because really, how did they defeat him? The breadcrumbs, it's the sleeping stupid. pills, they don't, they don't really actually dumb. defeat him. He turns it's the dumb. fire on. He, they, they scare him back into there. He withers back because his tongue got split by Dylan and they crank the <laughs> fire on. Well, if he's a demon from hell, what the fuck is fire going to do? Thank you. <laughs> he's an he's an ice demon. Yeah. And then that's it. And then the whole place blows up and fireworks and spectacular. And they they get well, coughed out of the, the devil. Bed. He turns to the devil first. Yeah, he does. That, the, yeah. Most, the most cliche, the most cliche looking devil possible. That's the ancient evil. Is the most cliche devil that you would see on some cartoon with well, the little points, with the little horns. Uh, you know what? Cupid. <laughs> Cupid. Do you have a fucking tail like that? He did look like Cupid. <laughs> Brand, you're right, though. See, you're right. Brandon's onto something there. I'll go a step further. They should have just had a car accident with her husband. They showed him passing out. And then when she unveils the thing, you see the claw marks without us as the viewer seeing the glove come out. It should yeah. have been a mystery 
till the very end. You guys are 100% right. There should have been a rational explanation for everything that happened until the end. And then if you want to go Fuck. ancient, evil, demon, great. If you want to go Freddy, great. But they 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 showed their cards too early. So you knew it was going to be bad CGI Freddy from, from the beginning. You know, bad CGI and a goofy Freddy. Because, I mean, that's what it is. It was really smart. And you could tell Wes Craven wrote this because that's a lot smarter than than the other films it, it falls apart because of freddy and i love freddy but it just it doesn't work i liked robert england better than i liked freddy cougar in this way right, better right. way better way better in, in an ancient evil yeah could have manifested itself to look like anything at all we never yeah, yeah. had to have freddy yeah even so mentioning any ancient evil that opens you up for for anything and it could be so much more terrifying by being either made something completely different or maybe not even being explained at all but to just turn it into the same comical freddy just doesn't have the impact in the end and that's where the movie falls flat yeah. I don't, and i and i agree i don't think it was the exact same comical but i think they could have avoided no. some of the trappings that happen in that third act because they had pretty much avoided them up until that point they could have kept the phone in Everything could have existed because that's oh, not yeah. Freddy. That's all the homages to the other movies. So I touched them and all that shit could have still been there. It just, they didn't have to physically show Freddy. Yeah. It's not that he's overly comical. It's just that, you know, when you read that, that here's going to be a much darker version of Freddy. It just, it didn't feel that way. He's, mm -hmm. he's the scariest in the first two films, even though I find two to be a mess in terms of trying to understand its logic. He is genuinely terrifying in two, yeah. because there's there's no jokes and he's he's really gay for Jesse. Uh, I I do love the yeah. makeup design in this, but I will also say in that same sentence, it's still a little rubbery looking. It's just a little yes. Something about the whole kind of look to him is just a little. I love the redesign, but it's still a little off. And part one and two are still where he looks the scariest, and part three and four is where he looks. I guess the most quote-unquote iconic. For sure. Yeah. I, li I like when Heather and Julie beat up that nurse. They keep punching her and elbowing her. <laughs> great, oh, she does great elbow stuff. her. Oh, my <laughs> God. She, gets, like, she gets hit so many times. It's fed. Those are the... That's good comedy. <laughs> yeah. This movie. Yeah, that was good. Uh, <laughs> and how, how many sleeping pills do you think she took from that trail of quaaludes that Dylan left for her? Where did he get all these pills from? Yeah. How many were they giving this kid? Yeah, he thought the trail of like 50, and she took she took like a million. She should have been asleep back at the highway when she took the first one. <laughs> no shit. Wow. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, the, the, the big takeaway from this is if they removed Freddy up until the final act and then did something else, I think we would have had a, a, a better movie. I agree. Yeah, I totally mm. agree. Again, I don't know. Are you guys done? Was there anything else that you guys wanted to say? No, I'm going to say one thing. I like all the, all the nods. I like all the callbacks. I like in the beginning. The, the, the intro was like the original in, in a way that we haven't seen that with the score and everything. Uh, the whole screw your past thing and all yep. those little things. The coffee machine by the bed. All those really cool. Some of them are, are, are subtle. Some of them are, are more in your face. But uh, what did I say recently? Granted, that was a remake. But... What they did with like the Evil Dead remake with the with the callbacks, they did they played that perfectly. I think they did it here almost as perfect, maybe a few times too much, but they they reserved the right because of who's on board. So why not? It's fan service or not? I think all that stuff was really good. So 
I just wanted to give her props for that. And my rating is not going to be, I mean, I, I think I came down a, a, a little bit, but ultimately I'll, my rating is a six and a half. And I was at that 10 and a 10. And then we reviewed it again last year on TJF. And I came down to an eight out of 10. And I've actually come down a little bit more and it's actually a seven out of 10. Still, still a good movie. I, I yeah. still really like a lot of what's presented here. It just could have been better. It could have been. It could have been amazing because the whole idea that they 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 go with the stalker storyline, they could have just played it off of that and have the idea that these crazy things that are happening are mirroring stuff from the movie, but it just turns out to be some crazy stalker this whole time and kept it real simple. Yeah, and it could have just been how the effect of making all these movies has just made them paranoid into believing that Freddy could actually exist when it's just some regular human being tormenting all of them. So they missed the opportunity in my book, but I, I still enjoy it. It's it's a solid 7 out of 10. Ah, we're all around the same. A 6.5 and, yeah. and two sevens. We're right there. Yeah. So I've come up. I mean, last like I said, last time I gave it a 2.5 out of 5, and I was more down on it, but this time I, 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 I you know, I, I enjoyed it a little more. It's too bad. Like, if, for me, if, if the third act would have been good, it could have been like a eight out of ten area, you know what I mean? But it just just kind of plummeted. I don't know. Whatever, you know. The, it, the it, potential was there. The potential was was there for something amazing. Yeah, I think it was an improvement over the. You know what? You know what the scariest Freddy was in this film? The oatmeal Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> don't play with your food. Yeah. It's not. It's <laughs> not arts and crafts. It's breakfast time. Nice. Oatmeal nice. Freddy was Oatmeal Freddy was actually pretty cool, but if the whole idea with the, the you know, like again, if if everything that because you're thinking that this evil is getting to Dylan, what if what if it was just a simple explanation of him seeing these movies? What if that was the explanation and and everything had a a rational explanation that could have been explained away at the end? And if you wanted to go supernatural, go with that ancient evil and have it be nothing like Freddy. Or just manifest itself into Freddy for a little bit and then become something much worse and much more menacing. Yeah, you're right. You're so, right. There's so many places they could have gone with. Yeah, and, and I get it, you know. It's Nightmare on Elm Street Part 7. They're going to go Freddy Krueger, but it didn't feel like they did anything really dramatically different in the final act with him. So. You know what they should have done? When uh, Dylan was eating his, his food and he made the oatmeal Freddy face and, uh, you know, she said that to him. She should have gone into the cupboard and brought out a box of, of uh, Fu Man shoes. <laughs> <laughs> the cereal from part two with the Fu yeah. Man fingers. That would have been a great callback. Yeah, and then, she killed, and then she cuts his head off with Fu Man fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Dylan. <laughs> and why was she such a bitch to the, to the nurse in the hospital when she says, He sleepwalks, you idiot. How the fuck is she supposed to know that? Because well, she, she was treated like a bitch by her, I guess, up to yeah. that point. So. Yeah, I guess that so. That tastes right. medicine. You thought she was treated like a bitch? Really? I thought I thought the, those nurses were doing their job. They didn't get this fucking flip. This chick's flipping her fucking lid, talking about Freddy and shit. She hasn't been sleeping. I thought they were they were doing a fair job. Those nurses? Yeah, no. I sure really got I punched. Oh man. Ah, okay. One more, one more boys. Oh. One more to go. I'm really curious to see how this one's gonna go. Oh man. Why are you screaming? you yet <laughs> and we're back <laughs> thanks 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 for bringing us back good job see marcia i always fucking do it right right on what you got be you on that you on that uh remake kick uh we're about to find out 
Mm-hmm. Aren't we? Indeed. Nightmare on Elm Street, 2010. Let's go with the B uh, description. The specter of a dead child rapist haunts the children of the parents who murdered him, stalking and killing them in their dreams. The specter. Can I, can I start? What, what is it? What is he, uh, yeah, Phil Spector. Yeah. <laughs> Ronnie Spector? <laughs> Any more Spectres Inspe- before I in- could say something? Inspect her, ga- inspect her gadget. <laughs> wow. There was one more. <laughs> Wait, can I just start off real quick? Because I, I know you're, I know what you're about to do, and I, I want to hear it. But I'll say this. this, this <laughs> that sounded so, like, dickish. But this, I really meant that, honestly. I, this is the second time watched for me. The first time I saw this was back in 2010 when it came out in the theaters. And I told you guys this, that I almost fell asleep. Or practically did fall asleep from the very beginning. I thought it was an absolute bore and thought it was one of the worst remakes I've ever seen. Whether or not my opinions change after the second viewing, I'll let Christian talk first and then we'll get back to that. <laughs> yeah, perfect. All I'm going to say is <laughs> no, that no, I've no. mentioned this before. I've tried. I tried watching this and I fell asleep one, two, three, possibly four times before getting into the movie. Then I, I've, I've supposedly finished it. What I realized when I rewatched it is I never fucking finished it. Or if I did, I woke up for the final credits and said, oh, okay, that wasn't that great. Uh, and I don't remember <laughs> the last half hour of this movie. So when I watched it again, I'm like, wow. It was almost like a first-time watch. Oof. That's my introduction. Interesting. Ooh, wow. Okay. Wow. Well, well, I've said never, many times. You never finished. What a surprise. You never finished. <laughs> <laughs> I've said I've said it many times. I've said the, this remake doesn't suck, and it takes a fucking it takes too much too much flack, and it's not as bad as people say. And I'm gonna defend it once again. I'm not gonna sit here and call it a ten out of ten. Whatever, it's gonna be interesting. I'm more con- con- I'm more concerned with what you guys think than anything. You know, this movie isn't as bad as everyone says. Thank you. So I'm gonna, I'll just come out and say it. I I I like the film. <laughs> You know what? I, it, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad thank to hear you. it too. Fucking thank you. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm I so watched happy. it and I was like, there's really not, there's actually a lot of good things going on here. There's yes. some really bad things going on, but this is a pretty solid film. The it's worst fine. the worst thing is the first <laughs> act. The first act needs like an adrenaline shot. It's, yeah. That's the problem. For whatever huh. reason, it's very lethargic at the beginning. You're like, what? And the, the characters that they introduce is kind of a muddled. I don't want to say a mess, but it's a bit muddled at the beginning. You're like, why did they introduce it this way? Yeah. And as it plays out, it gets better. It does. So as the movie but that's unfolds, also, it gets better. That's also one of the issues I have with the way they introduced the characters. It, it really didn't allow for a lot of develop, development with them as a group because they were never one group. They were always sort of like two or three little groups that somehow knew each other just from school and obviously from past trauma. But right off the bat, Great opening credit sequence. I thought it felt like a, like an American Horror Story opening type sequence. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, but and, ahead of its time, yeah. Yeah, and, and Jackie Earl Haley, I've always been a fan of his. I really have. Ever since, you know, obviously Bad News Bears is great, but he did a film a few years before this one called Little Children where he played a pedophile and he was nominated for an Oscar for it and he's phenomenal in that. Yeah, it's a, cre- it's a good film. And I thought he yeah. bought, it's a great flick and I, I think he bought a lot of that character to this one and he does a great job. The only thing bad in this film about Freddy is the CGI face. Because I actually, I thought it looked terrible. See, I actually, my least favorite thing was his goddamn voice. 
They oh, overdid like the voice. I think I it would have been better had they not. <laughs> it's like they boosted it up, added a ton of bass, and it's just overdone. It's like a soundtrack. You're like overbearing the, overpowering the soundtrack. I'm like, it's too I didn't. I didn't much. mind it. I didn't mind it because I thought the dialogue really landed. I liked, you know, the fact that he was playing games. I liked the fact that they went back to the darker, more implied child molester thing and he was doing all these childlike games playing hide and seek you know and uh whatever else he was doing but he, all his lines kind of the kids very, all his lines <laughs> were very playful and creepy Sorry. it, it makes sense the he was those flashback scenes were great when you actually see him as you know in the past Fantastic. i thought that was yeah dude well done definitely better than they fucking did in freddy's dead oh no out of all of them there's more so in the first one, you get told what happens in the original. In this right. one, you get shown some of the backstory, and they do a great job. And then on top of it, they top it off with the nightmare that Quentin has showing the the whole hunt of Kruger. Yes. And it's the best version we've ever seen of this part of the story being shown. Yes. They showed it yes. in Freddy's Dead <laughs> garbage. They showed it in the Tobe Hooper <laughs> well, you, you know what's great Hooper, about uh, Freddy's, Freddy's Nightmare? Freddy's Nightmare's uh, pilot episode. <laughs> yeah. This is the best version of that we've ever seen. Well, it the, is, and, I, the, and and the element of, of mystery. That's what I love about this. That I remember seeing the trailer for the first time and seeing him run and saying, "I didn't do anything," and they're doing, and right away. I don't want to say I fell in love. Right away, I got excited. And that's why I went out and bought this shirt based solely on that fucking trailer I was sold. And I'm thinking, wouldn't it be cool if he was innocent and they fucking did this and he came back to kill him? Now, did it work out that way? No, but the fact that we, for about an hour and 10 minutes into this film, don't know. And we're trying to find out with with the people, you know, with, with Nancy and, and fucking what's his name. You fucking stole my thunder. I was oh, trying to chime in, and that was the one thing I wanted to mention was the fact that I thought the great part about this was that there was an element of mystery in the fact that Freddie, for most of the movie, you're not sure if he's innocent or guilty. It's I great. loved, I loved it. I thought it was great because, like Quentin says, we were five, we, we were little kids, less than five years old probably, or five years old, whatever they were. And I liked Quentin's character. I liked Chris's character. Some of the characters, I, Nancy, she's okay. I don't know. She's a little, I don't know, a little. I wish too... Chris. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, B. Were you gonna say you wish Chris was the main character? I wish Chris would have been in fucking from beginning to end. And, and that's how they set it up again. Another homage to the first one. Chris was the Tina in this one. She and I thought Tina. that I thought the, the Tina kill in this one was much better than the Julie kill in in New Nightmare. <laughs> I wanted to say that when we said that in New Nightmare, but I wanted to write your yeah. honor. Yes, they yes, did it much better. Yes and no. She gets tossed around a little too much, a little too much before it happens, but it's still good. It's still really good. Yeah. When the kill happens, yeah. so quick and then drop, that was fucking good. Because here's what they did. In this film, they wanted to recreate those scenes. They wanted to do it the right way without completely ripping them off. And they did. The Where they really, really, really dropped the ball was, and I know you guys are going to fucking completely agree with me, was the fucking hand and Freddy's head coming through the fucking wall on Nancy. That's totally CG. CG. Totally. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible decision to do it that way. 
a big disappointment. Because it was cool that he came all the way out and you saw like half of his body and his head and his hands come out. That was cool. So someone that had that idea said, okay, let's do that scene. But instead of having the claws in, in, in his head above her, why not have him coming out of the wall even further where we see like half of his body coming out? But why fucking CGI? Do it practical. Why? They know it was done practical, and it didn't seem like it was that complicated an effect from watching well, the, the documentary. So just recreate it. It's with, with 2010. It's 2010. That's why. That's what they were uh, doing. I know, but it's such a it's such a little scene, but so pivotal. I do yeah. love the little mannerisms that he brought to the character. I love the little twitching of the blades that he does. Yes, me too. I, I, yes. I absolutely love it. He does that a lot, and I thought... You know, whether you think it's a good thing or not, it was certainly effective, especially this time around in the first act specific where the jump scares, specifically with the glove. Every time he popped out, I, I actually jumped a little. So so I thought they were effective for that. I know they seem like cheap scares, but it got me. Well, he's in and, a no-win situation. He, I mean, uh, Jackie, whatever his name. Because, yes, he is. Because yes, he is. Robert owned that role. You say Freddy Krueger, it's Robert England. That's it. You he can't win. Did he do a good job? Absolutely. The voice was a misfire for me, a misstep, misfire, misstep for me. But not, obviously not for you, Brandon. So I guess again, it's it, it it's relative. So I, I understand what you're saying. If they if it had been stripped back, I get it. If it was just been more of his voice, just a more realistic, maybe even a soft-spoken, so childlike voice. Because yeah, they did go deep and scary. But I felt like the lines he delivered worked. And I enjoyed his lines. And I thought he was one of the stronger parts of the film. I liked each of the characters. I, I mentioned that. But again, they just needed to be... The, the first act should have been somehow them as a group. It should have been more traditional to the old nightmares where you see them hanging out. It just it felt too disconnected so that we didn't know kind of like... The first guy was useless. To be t quite frank, he didn't need to be in there. I mean, I know they, they, they reference it later. But they yeah, they just they just want to start off with a big kill and, and 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 get you going, which I don't mind. But it just felt like like everybody knows each other and they're friends, but like nobody's sitting together, nobody's saying hi to each other, and 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 I don't know. It just it just well, I think that's that's true to life though. In a way, they're 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 high school kids. They go to the same school. They're just in different cliques. It's it's different. I mean, you usually don't see that. Maybe maybe go against the grain and try something different. And maybe that's what they went for. Did it work? Probably not. But maybe they want to do something different. They definitely did something different by starting off with a, a, a boy, a guy dreaming and not a girl. When do you yeah. ever see the film open and it's a guy dreaming? Never. This one. And when the kill happens, it's cool. It almost harkens back to part three where they make it look like a suicide attempt. With, with uh, yeah. you know, with, with, with Kristen. Yeah, he pulls it up, and you see the other side. You see Chris is watching him, and he's holding the knife in front of his throat, and he's talking all this crazy shit, and he slits his own throat. A badass kill. That looked cool. It looked like he yeah. committed suicide. I thought that was a good intro. I thought the dream was cool in the beginning. This As the film goes on, I feel a little different than you guys. I'm not all that much into Nancy and Quentin as much as I am uh, to Chris and I, I like the first act better. And once again, I think the third act, it wasn't terrible. I just, it was just kind of convenient. I, I, I don't, I don't disagree with that. My favorite characters of, of the kids w was Chris and Quentin. But, I, you know, I, I don't mind Quentin so much. For some reason, I didn't like Quentin and Nancy. I didn't, I don't, I can't explain why. But when the film just kind of focused on the two of them, 
uh, maybe the, it was just a uh, on-screen chemistry. It felt forced. Work. Yeah, it feels forced. It, it, it feels a little clicky, and it feels like nobody belongs together because they didn't establish. Not that it has to be a friendship, because that's not what it's based on. It's based on the fact that you know they were all molested in the same preschool class, but I, I don't know. It, 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 their relationship just all felt disjointed throughout the whole film. Everyone's relationship with each other. You know, they're like all sad that that this one's dead, but you never see them interact with that person. So it just seems I don't know. I do it's love the set yeah. pieces though. Yeah. I do love I love when Quentin falls asleep in the library and the computer goes into that sleep mode and the birds mm. fly out of the trees and then he's asleep in the library. There were some cool sets in this. I you, thought. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because this went back to the nightmare imagery in part one and two, yeah. and not the bombastic. Yeah. Nightmare worlds of three, four, five, six, and and I'm not saying like three and four or three worked, four worked because it kind of just built off that. Then it was like they were trying to top it, and they never really got it. And I'm saying this just went back to simpler times. Our surroundings are familiar, but there's just something mm-hmm. not quite right. And a lot of it reverted back to the boiler room image, yes. which was yeah. fantastic and worked. Yeah. How great. cool! Yeah, how cool that the boiler room wasn't where he necessarily took the kids it's where he got torched by the family he yeah had his little hideaway yeah the for, cave for the, the cave <laughs> yeah the cave as he as they called it but i mean the boiler room the, the signification of that is that that's where fucking the wrong was done to him in his yeah. life you know where they where he was killed so kind of a different play but yeah he was the boiler room and they did but they put their own little spin on it but you know and again everything isn't perfect by any means but they did some good things Jackie Earl Haley, I like the way he looks. I like the things he does. But like you said with the voice, and I, I noticed it more the more I watch it. I've seen this film about half a dozen times now. And every time I watch it, I it seems the more I watch it, the less I like the delivery of some of the lines. And a couple, I was just petting them. <laughs> it seemed, I'm not knocking his performance. His performance was okay. It was fine. More physical than the talking. Something about the voice, the more I've seen it, kind of kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit. You know what? I watched it with headphones on. So that it was right there. And me it too. was so overpowering to the film. I think that that was their goal. But it was, a, again, a, my favorite term of the night, a misstep. But this movie is not, not a misfire. A, or a misfire. And go fuck yourself. <laughs> Do us and the listeners all a favor to me. <laughs> you want to record it? <laughs> How about the sound design? Since you were watching on a headphone, it's pretty solid though, no? Yeah, I mean, they really love the squeaking of those, uh, the blades of off things and, and whatever. It was unsettling one. though. Yeah, it, it, no, was, it, was. it was definitely I mean, unsettling. The I mean, face, look like should, the, mask, the face should have been better. They shouldn't have gone with, I, was it CGI that they did? The I don't CGI think it was. Face? No, no, I, I think, think it was makeup. CGI. I think the CG came into like the part where, like, see, I didn't even think it was CG, but I think if there's any part that looked somewhat CG, it was when it looked like he had a hole on that one side of his cheek. Right in the third act, when it really yeah. is prominent, when he's talking to um, Nancy. And that might have been touched up later, but yeah, I, right. I, I actually will give a credit where I usually nitpick CGI where people get mad at me. It seems I didn't notice it being an issue. The coming out of the wall was an issue. But yes. not from the makeup standpoint. Yeah, if he had just come out of the closet like most people do, that would have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> the How Jesse about the use kill? of that song? Go ahead, B. Sorry. Oh, I was going to talk about the Jesse kill. When he first gets into the prison, did you notice that his cellmate is on the top bunk? He jumps down like he's going to start shit. And he just jumps down and just gets right into the bottom bunk. 
I don't understand why he did that. Like, he jumped down, get into the bottom bunk, and then the next scene is Jesse in the top bunk, like, screaming, you know, don't fall asleep, don't fall asleep. But I love the Jesse kill. I thought, I thought the fact that he's dead, but he's still with Freddy for six more minutes because the brain functions for seven minutes after the heart stops. So cool. And he's like, we, we still got six more minutes to play, and that creepy ass. <laughs> I liked it. I and did, it, too. I really enjoyed that scene. I thought that was cool. And it's a nice callback to Rod in part one dying in jail. Yeah, yeah, all no? these, a lot of these. I mean, this is all pretty much callback to part one. A lot what? of callbacks. They did and, a joke, and a joke from part four. They wedged in a, how's this for a wet dream? I yeah. liked it. Joke. I liked it. It looked better. I don't know if women can have wet dreams, but. But you whatever. know what, though? I <laughs> liked it, too, because it took it took <laughs> the creepiness of the oatmeal stairs and it made yes. that whole hallway, and but it looked good. The whole I hallway agree. turned like into a pool of blood. And, yes. it, and it was really well done. And, and, yes. and again, creepy. There's some messy parts to this movie, but I was shocked at how much I enjoyed it. Nice. I was, too. I was, I was expecting good. to hate it. I don't know. Actually, I, here it is. Nightmare on Elm Street, comparing to, compared to Friday and Halloween and the other slashers, and it's more of an intimate movie. That, in the other movies... The, the the teenagers are prey being stalked, and in this movie, in the Nightmare on Elm Street, it's Nancy and mostly Glenn through most of the movie trying to figure out what's going on with this Freddy character and who he is and what he wants and what we're gonna do. And then at the end, or not not even just the end, the second half of the movie, it's the final girl going after the killer, not the other way around. Her trying to find out how I'm gonna defeat him. It, it's an intimate movie. It's different. It's hard to reproduce that type of film. And I think that's why people look at this movie and instantly compare. Obviously, I don't, I don't have to say that they're going to compare Robert. We already know that. So anyone, you said at the beginning of the show, whoever steps in those shoes, they're big shoes to fill, it's not going to work. But the comparisons are going to draw, there's going to be more criticism because of the intimacy of this type of film. It's not your ordinary slasher. Like You can make Nightmare on Elm Street. You can, pardon me, you can make Friday the 13th. Throw kids in the woods and have fucking Mass Jason come and kill, and there's your final girl. There's a lot more to Nightmare on Elm Street than there is a regular slasher. And yeah. there's a lot more to draw comparisons to. And there, people are missing uh, the Heather Glenn thing and everything else and, and the group dynamic that we said earlier with Rod and everything. It just. Which ah. is its biggest misstep. Whereas in the la- whereas in the previous films, I'm t- we're talking about the biggest missteps, at least I am, being everything involving Freddy Krueger and Freddy Krueger is not the issue in this film. It's just a little bit more character development as a group group development or something. I don't know. Why not keep the same names? I'm a little, there would have been no problem using the kid that was in jail as Rod, Nancy Thompson, Glenn, like why, why switch the names up? And the other, the other thing was, like I said, the, the beginning, it's just that it was like, it focuses on one character and then we shift to another and then we shift that for that character, and then we shift to another. But so once we got through that, there's a there is stuff that works, but it is a little messy at the beginning, like I said already, and I know I'm repeating myself. But then they they do the nods like the the old, well I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. Instead of into the phone, he's saying it when he's right on top of her, saying, mm-hmm. "Oh, your boyfriend's gonna help you." I'm your boyfriend now. I thought that was cool. I yeah. thought the recreation of the scene in the tub with the glove coming up was, was cool because it is a remake. Oh, Yet they, they didn't yes. take it the next step and have her get pulled down. They head fake you with it. They think, okay, it's going to go all the way. Nope. They give you the best part of that scene where the glove comes out and then it cuts, cuts and 
She goes back into her room. Yeah, but they use the the pulling under scene for Quentin at swim yes. practice, yes. where he's pulled under the pool, and when he emerges in, into that murky water and like that, yes, oh, that's such a that's such a haunting image. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then uh, the last one was the body bag. See the friend in the body bag. Yeah, and it yeah. was creepy in this one too. They managed mm -hmm. to make it creepy. Is it as effective as Tina in the original? I don't think so, but I'm going from a nostalgia not. standpoint and from a movie that I, I herald a 10 out of 10. However, did they recreate it well? Yeah. They went a little far this time. They went a little far by having a human centipede come out of her mouth instead of a real centipede. <laughs> <laughs> Full sequence. Full sequence, full sequence came out. I pictured a miniature one of the fucking the ones from part one coming out. The Asian guy on a small one. Vern oh, from uh, Mini Me. I love the I love the old. I love that they uh, that Nancy at one point she she thinks she has the upper hand because she she tells Kruger that she set an alarm. You know, pay, you know, throwbacks to the originals where where Nancy was smart and set the alarm, which pulled her out of the dream. And then Freddie tells her that she set she was already asleep when she said it. I thought yeah. that was really cool. That is it's cool. Like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, wow, that one got lot, fine. There was a lot of cool. There was a lot of cool stuff in here. A lot of I, I was shocked. Again, this was only the second time I saw it. After that first time, I never wanted to see it again. Dare I say, I might actually buy this film just to put it alongside the other seven. I'll tell you what. The only three I own on Blu-ray. Pardon me. I I I have part one, and then I have the the double pack of part two and three, and the only other one I have is the fucking remake on Blu-ray. Okay. Yeah, so I, have that box set. I have that box set with the seven films. But I, so, I never bought this one. I'm so pissed because the other day, I knew we were doing this, of course. I went to Walmart right after I moved into my house. I went to Walmart, and all they had, and I went to one. I went to two Walmarts and a Best Buy, right? And the, all they had was the DVD set. So I said, well, you know what? I'm not a big fan of four through seven anyway. Fuck it. I, I, I'll buy the DVD set. So I bought the DVD set, brought it home, watched it on DVD. on my brand new fucking beautiful TV and sound system where I want to be watching blues. <laughs> I watched the DVDs. Wouldn't you know it? Two days ago, I went to my Walmart, fucking a stone stole away from my house, and the fucking Blu-ray box set is there. <laughs> you got to be fucking kidding me. I, I've got the DVD one, but I think it's it's prime for an upgrade. I'll, but... I'll tell you what. The Blu-rays, they look good. It's a it's It's a... Pretty cheap set. I don't like the way the the discs are stored, but it's uh, yeah. it's solid. It's certainly solid enough. Yeah, it's thirty bucks at Walmart. It was twenty for the DVD, thirty for the fucking blue. You can't beat that when you look at it. You know, four bucks a film. Do, no. do they give you five uncut or no? I never saw anything uncut. It's so weird. Yeah. I had that uncut, and I swear it was VHS. That makes I sense. Don't, I don't even think I don't even think it was a laser, but I'm pretty sure it was the uncut version on on VHS. Dude, same thing with Hellraiser 2. It was uncut on VHS, but when it came to DVD, it was it was cut. We rated R. We didn't get it back until until the blue the blue the Scarlet Blue set. The, the nicer Scarlet looking Fox. the movie gets, the it's less crazy. of the movie you get. Part five in the Blu-ray is only like twelve minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. No, right. but... What about the song Dream? I like how they use all Love I it. have to do Love is it. dream. Yeah, well it was used. so cool. Well used. The EpiPen yes. was, was really cool. The the reverse Glenn. It's not a reverse Glenn kill because nobody's getting killed, but the blood come shooting through the ceiling this time, shooting down instead of shooting up through the bed. Yeah. Another callback to Glenn. Uh, yeah. The micro naps. I was I was not sure I was on board with, but it is a thing. Makes sense. It, yeah, yeah it, it's it's logical. <laughs> yeah, it, better than fucking daydreams. 
I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right. Micro naps exist. Daydreams is a figure of speech. Forget about daydreams. Let's let's just <laughs> let's rip on uh, fetus dreams. Yeah. <laughs> fetal fetal <laughs> dreams. That's true. In utero. That's, In that's utero. True. That's true. I don't like Quentin surviving. I'll tell you that. That motherfucker was dead. That shit. That was shit. I, I did not like that. That That's a big turnoff to me. Yeah, we need a final girl back. But I'm there. Like, Nancy's not... I would have killed Nancy. Nancy and had... I would have killed Nancy. That would have been a Quentin, great twist. And, and had Quentin live. I felt like Quentin <sighs> was the lead character in this. What Quentin a twist. Felt, yeah, yeah, I would have killed Nancy. <laughs> that would have been cool. <laughs> I just wanted to see more of Katie Cassidy. I, I just, man. She's uh, yeah, she's, she's stunning. She really is. Woo, man. Yeah. I wish she would have been Nancy. But I understand why she wasn't. But I don't know. I was just she, was, she was solid, though, for the 30 minutes she was in it. Yeah, she was. That's, yeah, I like that. And here's what I, I have to say. If you killed Freddy Krueger, you brought him into the, you brought him from the dream world to the real world, right? The motherfucker is <laughs> dead. You, you just killed him. Why would you just leave him there? Wouldn't you fucking take that thing and make money off of it when it was all said and done? Well, I, you know... the proof of life after death right in front of you. True, but there's also no sign of the body because the minute the fire department's there, you hear them saying there's no sign of a body anywhere. So at least from that, that standpoint, you know, they bring him out to the world. They basically refry him. <laughs> That's what they do. He's a refried they, bean? Yeah, he's a refried <laughs> bean. He's, he's, he's JP. <laughs> and I always they say... Does that burn him back to normal? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> you can you can find it. You can make issue with that if you're saying, "Well, it didn't work the first time to kill him. Why are they kill him the same way?" But you know what? First they tried to it, burn me. Oh, <laughs> but at least it's simple in theory that, that that's how they defeat him when when he's human. That's how they'll defeat him when he's a demon. And of course, he disappears, and they say there's no sign of a body. So it makes perfect sense that they go with that ending that they do, which I thought was okay. You know what though? They ripped off. They they ripped off fucking the burning. Cropsy, Cropsy got burned. They burned him again at the end. How do you like that? They also ripped yeah. off the ending of this, the, the original one. But instead of getting pulled through a fucking little window <laughs> through a door, she gets pulled through the mirror. And I'll give it a little credit. The CGI gore didn't look too bad there. It looked like it was like a 3D thing. It looked like you should have had 3D glasses on to watch that. Yeah, didn't, don't you, didn't you see that scene right before when she put on the 3D glasses? Like, <laughs> no, Mag- Maggie was standing in the corner still wearing the 3D glasses. <laughs> and then she said, Freddy's dead. And then he yeah. said, not in my world, bitch. And fucking and, and no, then, then Nancy said, you said that in the last fucking movie. Shut it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and that obligatory line that she said, welcome to my world, bitch. Remember when they were all doing that in the remakes? It's, okay, speaking of remakes. Texas Chainsaw, Halloween, uh, Friday the 13th, and Nightmare on Elm Street. Everybody you talk to is going to fucking completely shit on Nightmare on Elm Street and say those other ones are so much better. And I do not know why to this day. I'm going to say it again. I just, I don't see it. How is this significantly worse than any of those films? It's not. It just, I think the problem is Freddy is such an icon and they've replaced the icon with someone new. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they do it in the other movies, but again, here's he's a he's a speaking villain. There's so much rides with with his verbal performance, so it's it's hard when you hear that voice and it's not Robert England. But at the same time, you you do have to look at this as its own thing, and, and you can't judge against that because it's actually a strong point. I really enjoyed Jackie O'Haley's performance. I do too. <laughs> I just said, like I said, some of his lines and some a few things that he says. 
uh, I don't want to say they're cringeworthy. Well, they're I didn't. Not. I didn't. I, and I felt the complete opposite because I didn't write down anything that he said that felt that felt like it didn't hit. Everything felt genuine and purposeful. The words hit. The words hit. The dialogue hit. Just some of the delivery. Just. Oh, uh, you're, you're talking about with the with the base of the voice. You mean a bit? Yeah, the base okay. of the yeah, voice. Yeah, that could have been the, the production way. of it, the sound production of it, more so. But uh, no, a lot better than I was expecting. How about the? I like the scene where Nancy's researching all the other kids in the preschool picture. That it extends beyond this group of four or five kids. It's finally, it's bigger, and you're seeing, and she's doing the research, and she finds out that each one of them died in a different horrible way. And then yeah. she sees that video vlog of that kid Marcus. And the, yeah. his last his last vlog, he falls asleep and gets killed <sighs> on camera. You know who that kid was, by the way? Who? I've seen him before. Where is Christian he from? Christian should know. You better know, Christian. Wh uh, wh uh, sorry, which kid now? Oh, is he? Was he in? The no. kid had the had had the had the blog. Remember, and he was talking about falling asleep. Does anybody else have this problem? He was oh, in Asian another kid. slasher, wasn't he? The Asian kid. Yeah. Was in a, what? You know what that was? Now you're it's making me bad. It's okay. It, it's Chewy from the Friday remake. It is. Oh, I was, I was gonna, gonna say it's Friday remake. It's the only other thing I could think of. I didn't realize it was him. I didn't want to be. I didn't want to sound stupid and guess wrong. So that's why I said he was in another <laughs> slasher because I knew it was another slasher. You were right. Yeah. Uh, Chewy. <laughs> He didn't look yeah. very Wookie-ish. You know so what I like that that Quentin used that uh that old school paper cutter handle that yeah, we used to have in schools? Yeah. Man, yeah. I always thought that would be a cool weapon. Remember that? We used to Yep. Oh my god. We used to walk around as as little kids in the classroom with that thing. That thing could chop someone's head off. I want one now. I want to put it in my trunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great thing. They have real quick to surprise someone with. Oh, yeah, he's, he's even more useless than Glenn, though, Quentin, in the end. Because Glenn, at least, was awake for a little bit. Quentin fell asleep almost before Nancy did. Well, Quentin was a fucking mess. He was doped up, fucking yeah. adrenaline, up, down, up, down, Adderall. Fuck, he was chunked the That's fuck why I out. liked him more as like the final girl for this one because he felt like he was more affected by all this than everyone even though they made Nancy out to be Freddie's favorite. It should have been pictures of Quentin. They could have just as easily. He's a creepy child molester. It doesn't matter if they he's molested. Well that would have been a good yeah. play on it at this point to change the fucking names. So why not just play around with it at that point? Imagine that. What if Nancy died at the end? Because you just assume she would have lived. So what yeah. if they killed her off? That would have been fantastic. I agree. Fantastic. But she was the good girl. She didn't take any drugs. She didn't take... Like I said, Quentin was a fucking junkie through most of the movie. <laughs> and she kept refusing. So it's it, it, it's your standard freaking final girl shit. Yeah, but it was the drugs yeah. that saved her in the end because he stuck her with that extra EpiPen he had right in the chest cavity, Pulp Fiction style. Yay, drugs. <laughs> Yay, drugs. <laughs> drugs saved the day. Yeah. This is the pro jug movie. Pro nice. jug, Freddy. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Can't talk anymore. <laughs> I'm nightmared out. I'm starting to fall into my own nightmare. <laughs> nice. <sighs> well, I'm happy. I'm happy that this turned. I was hoping that, because I said it, you know, watch this fucking thing with with a, an open mind, and, and hopefully you won't fall into that, that, that hate wagon mentality that has happened for this film. So good. I, I I was wrong. I was wrong. I mean, the first time I saw it, I hated it. Then this was the second view, and I I really enjoyed it. I better, was better than most of the sequels. 
Absolutely. In fact, you know, I don't. Are we? Are we done? I know we're gonna give ratings because I'll just go right in and say that I, 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 I can't quite go up to a seven, but six point seven five for me. I, nice. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> nice. Very few issues with it. It was actually quite entertaining. And I keep forgetting about our quarter ratings, and I came in at six point five. Same thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. And I'm a six point five as well. So yeah. I'm so yeah. happy. Nice. That, that's fucking great. It's so great to hear. Now people can listen to this and they can't think we're all nuts. I've been I've been saying it for fucking years. Me, me and Jamie. I gotta get Jamie props. Jamie Sammons. For years, she's been the fucking, you know, she spearheaded this fucking thing about Friday. You know, hey, not being being. Can't a good talk friend. about Sammons and spearheading. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? What are you? What are you fishing for here? <laughs> I always, you know what? I love Jamie's taste in movies. That's a little fishy. <laughs> he heard. He was just waiting to use that line. He wanted me to repeat it, the prick. Oh, good, good call. Good call, you two, because there is nothing but hate for this one. In fact, I was asking a couple of friends before we came on what they thought of it, just to, just to hear, and everyone was saying it's an abomination. Yeah. And I even said to them, like, this was only my second time seeing it, but wow, did I change my, uh, my tude on, uh, on this film. Pleasantly surprised. I tell you what, I I, I I I like you better than the Halloween remake. I do too. I, I'm about, I, give it, I do too. I give it higher than the Halloween remake. I'm about equal with the Friday remake, and I think I like it better than the Texas Chainsaw remake. So I def- yeah, I definitely like it better than Texas Chainsaw remake. I think Friday remake I give a tiny bit higher than this. But, it's the closest one. It's the closest yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, like if I'm gonna rank them, it would be Friday, and and then Nightmare. Then Texas Chainsaw, then Halloween, I guess. I don't know. We'll see what happens when we watch Halloween again, maybe this October. But I, I, I've seen it enough to know. But that's a whole other franchise. And that's, yeah, that's some time away. And another so, yeah. franchise done. Boom! Great, huh? Great stuff. Next show will not be a franchise show. I'll tell you that right now. It's or a will it? show. <laughs> or maybe it, maybe it is. See, Eric said the same thing about dark discussions. Wait, they don't know. I'll tell you what. Sometimes we don't know either. You know, <laughs> you know? that's just how I'm feeling at that moment, personally. Well, let's take it easy next show. Well, who knows? We, should, we should do that. Uh, was it Jim K who was watching those thirteen thirteen films? Oh fuck! I uh, I love Jim K, but why the he tortures fuck? himself. He was Why? really. I almost. He's stopped a approving, I almost stopped approving his posts. I wanted to be like, I'm. Not, I'm going to stop approving your posts if you keep watching this fucking film every two days. Like you know, thirteen, thirteen, Twinks take Manhattan or something. Brandon was jealous. That's a, that's the problem. Brandon was jealous. He was watching all those movies. <laughs> Without me. <laughs> you can sit in Jim's lap for the next round. Anyway, I'm happy we did this. Me too. New respect for the remake. Now that I've watched it all the way through. <laughs> you've actually I seen it. I can't believe it. I watched the 30, last three minutes. I'm like, I don't remember any of this fucking movie at all. Fun series. Definitely, definitely fun. It, it, probably more fun talking about it than, than watching uh, half of them. But, <laughs> you know. Yeah, there's still a, spe- a special place for these films. Even the bad ones, just because it's, it's Freddy. And such such a big part of my childhood. Yes. Feels like my first bo- boogeyman, even nice. more so than Jason. So there you go. He wasn't official to me till he had a name. Remember? Anyway, good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Roll credits. <laughs> that, that's fine. <laughs>
eternal. <laughs>